The following podcast is explicit. So, Mom, you're going to want to turn this off. On today's episode of Mouthful of Marvels, we invite Joe DeGeneres back to the program to discuss Captain America the Winter Soldier. Also, we do our best Jeff Bridges impressions. We weigh in on the war on Christmas and other things that I can't remember. I'm distracted because we're driving in a car. Say hi, Kylie. Oh, uh, okay, enjoy the show. Sick little boy named I'm Mike. A sick little boy. Just a sick little boy with a sick little, a little nose. Little boy. <laughs> uh, oh, no, I need, I need a sprite. Oh yeah, and some quackos and cheese for your tums tums. For my for my for my fart factory. Fart factory. Okay. That's what I call my tummy. Your fart factory. Classy. Yeah, it's where, uh, it's where the farts are made. Yeah, totally. Uh, yeah, I know that. <laughs> All the workers are union. <laughs> Speaking of uh, workers at the fart factory, we have a guest. Oh, what a, <laughs> what an auspicious introduction! Thank you very much, Jordan. I'll take it from here. My name is Joe DeGeneres. You're the only fart factory worker that knows the word auspicious. Uh-huh. Yeah. That's a white collar word. <laughs> yeah, I'm the foreman. <laughs> Looking over Mike's <laughs> fart factory. Yeah, I manage other fart factory workers. <laughs> Weird start. Um, so yeah, everybody, welcome, <laughs> welcome to the show. Of course, we have Joe DeGeneres, a returning guest. We're happy to have him. And uh, I'm Jordan. In case you were wondering, um, and Mike is the sick little boy. And the three of us, oh, boy, <laughs> yeah, you are. And the three of us watched. Uh, we're the uh, today's episode is about uh, Captain America. Burr, it's cold out here. Somebody tell the Winter Soldier. You know that one? Okay. <laughs> Great commitment, Mike. <laughs> Just let them hang. Just let them out there. I, well, so did I'm, you. I'm doing my best. I know, but you're, you're at some point. on my end a little bit. Oh, you didn't hear my award-winning Winter Soldier Burt's called out here joke? I heard the first part of it, and I assumed where it was going. Oh, and I thought <laughs> I thought you and I were just letting him hang, and we were on the same level there. <laughs> well, uh, you were, for sure. Yeah. And it, like, it probably worked out just fine. I'm just going to assume that I was cutting out for Joe, too. Even though he's sitting right next to me, there's <laughs> nothing to cut out for. Uh, but yeah, we watched uh, Captain America: The Winter Soldier, the sequel to Captain America: The First Avenger, um, and the let me see, the third movie in Phase Two, starring Chris Evans and Anthony Mackie 
and who else? Scarlett Johansson. Scarlett Johansson. Samuel Scarlett L. Jackson. Samuel L. Jackson. Robert Redford. Robert oh. Redford. The Let, lowest he's been mentioned in a list of actors Col- in a Colby long time. Colby Smolders. Oh, Colby Smolders. Yeah, as Maria Hill. Colby uh, Smolders sounds Kellum, like. Right? What's that? She She's married to Taryn Killam or no? Oh, I didn't know that. If she is. That's a collection of weird names. I think, Colby, I think she is. Colby Smolder sounds like something <laughs> you say excitedly after something burns down. <laughs> Colby, Colby Smolders, Smolders, Batman. Uh, Colby's, or like a really fancy steak. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> We're going to Colby Smolders for some prime rib. <laughs> yeah, that um, was pretty good. And, of course, she's being talked about more than Robert Redford is in this episode. Uh, who plays the big baddie. It's a surprise reveal. Were you surprised, Mikey Mike? No. The guy in the <laughs> fancy suit? Yeah. It's ex- it's the same as every other movie so far. Like, that's, I mean, it's fine. I don't have a problem with it, uh-huh. but I wasn't surprised. It's just like Jeff Bridges in Iron Man. <laughs> yeah, that's true. He's, uh, the, he's, he's essentially the same character. Uh, Yeah, except it's played by Robert Redford with a gorgeous head of hair. Yeah, and he yeah, articulates so, more than Jeff Bridges does. Hey, buddy, buddy, yeah, but like, <laughs> hey, buddy, buddy, I can't do it. I've never been able to do it. Yeah, man, you, like you, <laughs> you haven't even seen the movie. Nope. <laughs> Is that crazy, Hart? <laughs> yeah, you're doing an impression of an impression. Yeah, it's true that I got from another for a movie thought, you've never seen. I thought you both were just doing your best, Jeff Bridges. <laughs> Yeah, that's it. That is. I mean, it, it is Jeff Bridges and Crazy Heart. Yeah. Buddy. Hey, I can't do buddy. it. I can't, I can't even get close. Hey, kid. It sounds it's like so me. good in my head. Yeah, and totally. It out just as garbage. That's how I am with Christopher Walken. Uh, I can hear oh, it in my the head. The world doesn't need another Christopher Walken. <laughs> I was in bed last night. Um, it was either right as I was going to sleep or right as I was waking up. Similar, oh, similar yeah. Twilight thing. And I just remember thinking like, I have a really good Bernie Sanders in me. Oh, let's hear it. Let's hear no, it. No, I, I tried it and I can't. But, but like, in my head, it was flawless. somewhere. It was, we, it was, we try. The listeners really want you to. Okay, yeah. hold on. Um, this world is too full of politicians. <laughs> we need to get rid of them and give everyone everyone's money. Yeah. It's a little more cookie monster. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Did you guys? I, I could. It's in the realm of Bernie. It should stick. It should stick to my head. The tenth realm. The realm of Bernie. <laughs> oh, Bernie Sandersheim. <laughs> uh, That's not Bernie Sanders. Like uh, instead of what? Where? Where? Where's Thor from? Asgard. Yeah. Him running Asgard would be a fun. Sketch. <laughs> Bernie Sanders running for the All Father. <laughs> uh huh. <laughs> <laughs> we'll get Larry David to do it. Like 90% of the mill near is what I, I can't do it. <laughs> I really wish I could do these jokes. I know, uh, I, I know the formula. I just don't know the parts. Only the 1% are getting a uh, metal from a dying star to make magic hammers. Something like that. Something like that. Yeah. So neither of us can do it. Man, I'm no James Adomian, but I think I'm getting there. I can get there with practice. Uh, hey, Mike. Hey, Jordan. What are you sick with, big guy? Uh, I've got a cold and just, sore throat. Just a little coldy cold? A little coldy I'm cold. I'm getting over a cold, too, so this podcast may be a lot of sniffling. Just uh, I, I, I watched The Winter Soldier without a jacket. 
they got a cold. Oh, hey. Oh, man, I didn't like saying that. No, and like now I know why you guys were so quiet when I tried to make my Winter Soldier joke. Yeah, Just, and my, and you had already done it, and I still took a sweep. Yeah, man, you got to try. Buddy, yeah. you got to try. Buddy, you miss 100% of the shots you don't take, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> um so we watched uh captain america thor winter soldier and uh, uh it was uh do you guys want to know uh the numbers let's get the numbers out of the yeah i want to hear what you guys thought first though okay I hear what the internet thinks sure yeah um i like this one this one is going to be high up on my spank rank um I, I think it's one of the more grounded of the Marvel Super uh, of the Marvel Cinematic Universe movies. Um, and I think it's a good change of pace as opposed to like uh, the um, the Thor, the Dark World. Like this was a good uh, back to earth superhero movie. Wait, don't you mean Thor, Thor, Dark World? <laughs> yeah, that's what. Yeah. What did I say? Thor, the Dark World. Yeah, Thor, Thor, Dark, Thorled. And <laughs> uh, I think it was a good like. uh uh, it cleansed the palate, especially since we have we're going into space with Guardians of the Galaxy next. And then after that, it's the uh, over the top uh, superhero ensemble with Age of Ultron. So I like this one. It felt more grounded as grounded as a superhero movie can be. Yeah. And Guardians had, of the Galaxy is next. Yeah. Yep. Oh, hell yeah. It also had real good themes. Well, not, I don't know, but good. But um, present themes like uh, post-traumatic stress disorder Sure. Um, politics getting involved in the military. Yeah. I'd even say they're good anthems. You know? I don't get Star, it. Star Spangled. Oh. Anthems. Yeah. Yeah. Winter soldier jokes Winter, don't yep. work. Anthem jokes don't work. I'm keeping track. <laughs> I'm keeping track. Uh, but yeah, I agree. There's a. Um, because Iron Man 3 had kind of the. Uh, the. Uh, post-traumatic stress disorder, the approach they and took it with it. Well. Yeah, exactly. Uh, but it was almost like the broken version of it. And this one is the, I'm, I'm still doing my job despite I'm in this unfamiliar world that is still kind of recognizable. I mean, I understand being a soldier, but with the ethics that are going on in this, this, this quiet war that we don't even know what's going on in yeah. with, against Hydra that we assumed was out uh, it's, it's different approaches to PTSD, I think. Yeah. I also like, I, I mentioned this, I watched this with our one listener and, he, uh, <laughs> Tony he, Carter, yeah, fan Tony of Carter, the show, Tony Carter, uh, descendant of agent Carter, uh, always, he, always corrects my malapropisms. It's you, 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 you said malapropisms wrong. I did. No, but that would have been fun. Oh man. Well, it's I'm funny sorry. you said that cause I thought it was either malaprop or malatrope and I went with one. So <laughs> man, you nailed it. I'm glad I went with the right one. Yeah, uh, <laughs> it would have been better if I failed. Uh, but it, I I mentioned while we were watching it that um the like the helicarriers and what they're capable of doing and like just being able to wipe out anything and yeah. this overreach of power yeah felt very similar to me of uh when uh Edward Snowden blew the whistle on the NSA and the overreach of the government there being like uh security comes at the price of freedom. Right. And that, that, that was a huge theme mm-hmm. that I feel like is very real right now. Yeah, they even like, mentioned metadata. Yeah. Uh-uh. What's metadata? Like, like we, metadata is like you, you're giving us it's all of this information about what you search. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I'm laughing at the joke answer. Now, <laughs> now what's the real answer, Mike? <laughs> uh, it's kind of true. Oh, really? 
Now it makes it's sense. It's large Ish. trends of data. It's not yeah, someone's so like, phone number. It's how many phone calls were made. And oh. yeah, so yeah, so it's like based on your texting behavior and your Google search behavior and your Facebook and your tweets and all that. Like that's the metadata. It's not just the uh, Domino's keeps your phone number. <laughs> it's also what you ordered every yeah, time like, you called. Based on what you order, they can tell like tell how likely you are to be a member of ISIS. Oh right, okay, cool. Yeah, yeah Target like, did that. Target is good at meta- metadata. I'm gonna say that a whole bunch of ways. Metadata. <laughs> um, they did that with this lady. They told her she was pregnant before she knew herself knew she was pregnant based on her shopping habits. Oh dear Whoa. God, is that real? That's absolutely. Oh real. my God, oh, man. that chilled like the middle part of my body. That's like, the most middle. Yep. Holy shit. Yeah. So meta, that's that's not good. Meta metadata metadata is real. That's why they know I'm so hungry when I'm stopping to get food there. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Winter Soldier jokes aren't working. Anthem jokes aren't working. And so this metadata. movie did have a lot of really target like, present themes and very grounded jokes themes. Aren't working. The I'm just trying to move on. From... <laughs> I think Jordan's always thoughts forget. are getting Hashtag into the podcast. <laughs> My meta thoughts. Yeah. The first scene uh, references post-traumatic stress disorder. The, they're, the really fun on your left thing happens and then they catch up to each other after they're finished running. Yeah. They, they can't talk they, about life back home. They can't be comfortable on a bed because they're so used to sleeping like on, on like a hard floor. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's I had a hard time with a bed here because I'm used to sleeping on just marshmallows. <laughs> <laughs> you camp too much. That's your problem. I camp too much and sleep on just the most marshmallows. Quit, quit sleeping my, on the provisions, Mike. I'm out of money because like my marshmallow budge is ridiculous. Yeah, yeah. You should upgrade to a uh, uh, Tempur-Pedic marshmallow, Mike. Marshmallow memory phone. Marshmallow memory phone. <laughs> I can't do it. Marshmallow memory. That's fun. Marsh and then sleeping on boobs would be marshmallow phone. Yeah. Marshmallow. I'm done. That's weird. That's like seven things. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's a lot of things. When my friend got back from Afghanistan, I asked him about life back home, and he said that he had a real hard time going to the mall because he just kept looking at everybody's hands. He just couldn't. For, he could, just couldn't trust groups of people, and he oh, just kept looking at everybody's hands. Crazy. So that stuff's real. That's Crowds stuff's real. are unsettling without PTSD. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, like, I, I never I went can to war. How heightened that could be. I, I never went to war, but I've seen Argo and the uh, Argo. Fuck yourself. Fuck and yourself. the first okay. ten minutes of that movie make me want to crawl under a seat. Um, uh, yeah, yeah. I I I did fight in the war on Christmas. <laughs> yeah. So you're one of the casualties because you converted to Judaism. What side were you on? Uh, spent a little time on both. I don't know what I don't. I, I can't make a joke because I don't like. What are the sides like? <laughs> Christianity there's, there's, and there's not no real. There's no real war because there's like Christianity. Like there's there's the media. You're I saying guess it's a fake it, war. Yeah, oh. it's a very fake war. Christmas <laughs> is doing fine. <laughs> okay. I think that's the point. They're trying to bring down Christmas. Well, they're they're they suck at it. Like Christmas is doing too well. It, it like it can't be a war when like the greatest salvo of this war is happy like, holidays. asking you to include other holidays with it. Uh-huh. Yeah. 
Yeah. Like that's that's like that's the biggest assault on Christmas. I'm a happy holidays guy. I like saying happy holidays. I don't see I do too. It's it's a uh, it feels better like with the alliteration than Merry Christmas. Oh, totally. It's also more inclusive because it, it it's more holidays. inclusive. And being inclusive, so I, this is an article that's been going around lately, and I think it's true that like for those who are used to privilege, I think like expecting everyone else to to celebrate the same holiday you do is a is a very much a form of privilege. Yeah, or at least an expression of it. Yeah, I uh, like whenever when like whenever you're you're accustomed to privilege, equality feels like oppression. So you have yeah you have you have to change. So that, like. It's- to like regressing to the mean of equality feels like so much suffering. Well, we were, we were talking about political correctness and like on like a previous episode, an earlier episode and like how uh, hard it is for us to adjust because it's automatically evil. It's wrong. Like when we're being politically incorrect, it's hard to, uh, for those who are like are, are in the wrong uh, yeah. to adjust. And I, it's probably the same thing with Christmas. Like it's, it's, it was the most, it's popular. It's, popular by the people who are in power and so they kind of put it on everything else and it's it's hard to adjust because our pride like we feel like we we don't like being told we're wrong yeah and it's and it's i think it's just an ego thing because i think once you get past that instinct of being like like oh i'm not wrong if you get past that then it's not really like there's really you really lose nothing oh yeah yeah so happy holidays everybody yeah, happy fucking holidays. Yeah. Now eat some Cadbury eggs and hide some Easter eggs. You communists. Ho- some holiday eggs. Holiday eggs. <laughs> totally. Um, so Captain America, the Winter Soldier, a protector of Christmas. Um <laughs> That's gonna really be the next one. So I really want that to be real. Captain America, protector of Christmas. <laughs> like, what if, what if, like, in the next movie, they find out that Captain America still believes in Santa, and he's like <laughs> very serious about it. <laughs> like, it kind of fits his character a little yeah, bit. He knows superheroes that can do seemingly impossible things. Yeah, why wouldn't? But Santa is ridiculous. Yeah. Uh huh. Uh-huh. Well, maybe not to a superhero. He's just right. relative skill set. Yeah. Maybe he's one of the first mutants, like or in like humans, the laziest superhero. Yeah, yeah. Once a year, because because he's like the All Father. Like he is resting, collecting his power, uh, and then he um, he rules for one night. Santa's like uh, like a divorced dad, and Christmas is like the weekend he gets the kids. <laughs> does that make sense? Oh, it totally does. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And he has a whole lot of tiny mistresses. Like he just, he, like, he, he, he spoils the kids for one weekend uh-huh. and, and then he's the favorite. And then like the, the other spouse does all the work. Yep. Mm. Yeah. Well, he, well, he goes and does whatever he and does. And at some point, at some point, your mom tells you that your stepdad's not real. <laughs> <laughs> wait, wait, your stepdad's not real. Yeah. Santa. <laughs> Santa's not the stepdad though. Isn't he? Oh yeah. He's not the stepdad. He's the real dad. He's the real dad. The stepdad is Judaism. Yeah. It's Hanukkah. Yeah. My bad, everybody. <laughs> yep. I should have learned from earlier that Winter Soldier jokes don't work. Yeah. <laughs> I'll add it to the list. <laughs> Stepdad jokes don't work when used incorrectly. Okay. So my... um Panica. I just wanted to say Papa Hanukkah real quick. My mic alarm <laughs> went off uh, very early on in this movie. <laughs> Mike has uh, consistent problems with 
superhero movies and movies in general. And one of them is witty banter while in combat. So Mike doesn't like um, quips and off-topic conversation while in while in combat, mm-hmm. and this happens might, immediately. Because you might the... die, and I don't think you're clever when you're like just about <laughs> to die. Sure, like, I, I don't think you're looking for party banter. Yeah, so um, they're on the boat, um, you know, trying to rescue the hostages, and they're talking about girls. Black Widow and Captain America are talking about like Captain America getting set up. And mm-hmm. bullets are flying and they're doing kung fu and mm-hmm. grenades have to be dodged and they're hey, talking about chicks. Hey, it's important. It's a pressing matter. Uh Steve Rogers just needs to put himself out there again. You know, so this is the, I I said this to our listener and and while we're watching it. Uh but he I because that was a theme trying to set him up and him always trying to, you know, uh trying to get him out there. Yeah. It that felt like exactly how people treat return missionaries when they get home from a mission. <laughs> like this really clean cut, ideal prospect. Uh-huh. Everybody's trying to set him up. Oh man, I'm gonna it talk felt very much like that. He's and he feels like he feels like an elder scorn president. I know this is inside more of a baseball. Sure. Most of our listeners know the reference, though. So. Yeah, yeah. Uh totally. Yeah, he feels well, he has the missionary haircut. Haircut, he's white. Throw a name tag on him, Elder uh, Elder Rogers, and I would believe that he's Captain Mormon. I uh, I ran into the missionaries outside the train station going when I went to go watch it with Tony too. Oh, cool! And like the reaction they have when they hear you're from Utah is like the exact opposite of everyone else in <laughs> Chicago. In fact, like all of a sudden, like like all the tension and like their shoulders and back just releases. Like, oh, okay. Uh huh. We like we can let our guards down for a second because everyone else hates us. You right? get negative reactions when you tell people you're from Utah. Um, um not. Ooh. Yeah, negative, but not like real directly negative. That's weird. I would just expect bewilderment. Like, well, um, yeah. What that, do you do? What are you that, doing like, here? I guess. Like that. Sure, that's like, what I would guess. It's more like it's more like a how. Like like they're they're asking a question that can't be answered. Like, how are you from Utah though? <laughs> like <laughs> like twenty first century, even twentieth century transportation right. doesn't exist. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> like that's a different realm. That's the eleventh realm. Uh, yeah, uh-huh, uh-huh. Um, uh, just, uh, like, one of my experiences as a LDS missionary, it was uh, during all of the, like, FLDS, um, uh, te- uh, let's see, Texas camps that were, like, they were raiding, and then, right. like, um, th- th- that was going on in, like, 2008 or something. Warren Jeffs had probably just been arrested? Sure, yeah. Or was about to be? Uh, yeah, so, so, so around that time. And uh, I was walking down the street with uh, my companion, as they're called, my partner in missionary. And uh, there was another church life partner, church life partner. (laughs) Um, And there was another couple that were walking, uh, coming uh, down the street in the opposite direction. And as we passed them, they're like, "Oh, hey guys, you going to fill up some sixteen-year-olds?" And we were just like, our jaws dropped. No, is that what you said? (laughs) <laughs> uh, and I gave him a pamphlet. Just kidding. I didn't it, give him a pamphlet. There's feel up is a funny choice there. Yeah. <laughs> why? <laughs> I don't know why I agreed so quickly. Uh, like depending on it's like, hey, like it's weird that they went to second base for you instead <laughs> of like, 
Like, cause it's like, it's, that's not what Instead was of saying fucking 16 year old girls. Yeah. Or that's like, vulgar. Yeah. That is vulgar. And we were representatives of the Lord. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's vulgar though. Like when people yeah, say but like, comments but like, like but, but like, it's already such an aggressive statement that like, it's not that much more aggressive. Yeah. Yeah, it would have been just as much bite to say fucking instead of feeling. I don't. I don't think like, so. Maybe not. Now that I'm saying it out you're, loud, you're yeah. Gonna, you're gonna go under the shirt, over the bra, some sixteen year old. <laughs> it it it's it's you, still like, y'all gonna go dry hump. <laughs> it's still judgy, but if they were vulgar, then that gives you something to get mad at them about. Like they're just being judgmental. Like they're not. Yeah. They're not doing anything necessarily it, it makes sense socially but like yeah in a vacuum it doesn't make sense yeah they shouldn't be saying that they yeah. shouldn't be judging others uh sure yeah um also no one admits to going to feeling someone else like, <laughs> it's a silly question he thought he was doing a, a service by just checking are you you legally have to tell me <laughs> if you're feeling someone up yeah <laughs> If you're a cop or if you're going to, like, uh, <laughs> feel someone up, that's the law. You got to. Uh, speaking of Warren Jeffs, he is a renowned member of Hydra. And we are talking <laughs> about uh, Captain America, the Winter Soldier. <laughs> oh, that's I don't, that, uh, Warren Jeffs Hydra jokes do work. <laughs> yeah, I'm right. I'm making another list. <laughs> it's a much shorter list so far. Warren Jeffs Hydra jokes check i want to go see batman this this uh weekend it's the summer of superheroes fighting and uh boy i think uh i think batman should rethink his policy on no killing because Why? it makes a whole it makes it so much easier uh-huh. like you see them on the boat they're just knocking people overboard and uh-huh. yeah. doing all this stuff like killing's easier <laughs> you don't yeah, have to tie killing, everyone up you don't have to carry around a whole bunch of zip ties also like Batman's for sure killed people. We just didn't see it happen. Sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They, they like, after getting their head batched in, they're hospitalized. And, um, yeah, totally. It would be funny, a uh, fun sketch to do, like, a support group of all these people who just got, like, their lives ruined by Batman. And, like, they're all wish they would have killed him. <laughs> <laughs> like, this, is, this, this isn't the life worth living. <laughs> a support group of Batman victims. Batman victims are like he he fucked us up. Like, uh-huh. Our quality of life is so low, <laughs> but he, but he won't kill us. Um, I need to uh My, charge this phone. Yeah, Jordan's gonna do okay. something real quick. So uh, cool. Um, I need we'll, to. While Jordan's we'll gone, back. I need to ask you a question because you're uh, you can maybe. Are we are we recording still? Is this are we part recording of the still, Jordan? Yeah, you're recording. We're recording. Okay. We're recording. Okay, so. Why do you think Captain America still wears his suit? Wears his what? His suit, his blue suit. Why does he wear that? I don't know. It's not tactical. Because the origin, I'm trying to think about it. The origin was that it was like the propaganda Irving Berlin shows, right? Yeah, and in the first movie, they didn't have time to get him a new suit because it was the 1940s and he was already in the theater of Europe. I wonder if it's like a, an identity thing. Someone made him a new suit. The other one is in the Smithsonian. So someone right. made him a suit. It's like, hey, Cap, what do you what do you want your new suit to look like? The new suit does look like more practical, though. It's dark. 
Yeah, he just said uh, he probably said like I want it to be eighty percent as gaudy as like the first suit. I don't know. I like you're you're also excuse me. You're also like uh, I could be accused of, of what I'm about to accuse you of. Uh, he's still just it's a comic book movie. That's the oh, okay. Answer. Okay, but um, everyone else is in black. Like everyone else is dressed. Yeah, up but he's the, the only super. He's the only superhero in the movie. I mean, sure. Black Widow it has black in the name, so that's not like a fair comparison. Yeah. She, uh, okay. Iron Man shouldn't be bright red. Yeah, but that was explained via ego. Like he just thought it looked hot. Like. Oh, okay. Like that's like that's just his like he, ego he wanted he he wanted to be a Ferrari. Yeah, because it was all gold, because uh, that's how the metal okay. looked after treatment. And then um, and he's like, put some red in that shit, because I'm. Have you seen this goatee? Put red on my suit. Who are who are like Hawkeye? He just looks like a dude. Yeah. Um, the Hulk didn't choose green. Mm-hmm. Um, I have an answer to why Captain America. Uh, I'm back. Uh, why Captain America chooses to wear uh, the blue outfit still is because I think Captain America has an amount of hubris to an extent of I'm the the true North. I'm the symbol. People look toward me. I'm like historically. I'm I'm uh, 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 historical. Uh, like he's Abraham Lincoln. <laughs> as, okay. Like as far as familiarity, so I think he has some hubris as like uh, he has the sense of responsibility that he needs to be the shining beacon and the example of of what America should be. There is a psychological effect of if you dress better, you usually act more professional. Dress for work. the job you want. And yeah. Captain America. Yeah. Yeah. Look good, feel good. Because he, he was even wearing it around to, like, Project Insight. And he's just like, uh, he's, uh-huh. he's off to, he's not going to fight people. He's at Washington, I think, and he's still got this sans Kevlar helmet, which I appreciate. Uh-huh. And, of course, the helmet's he stupid. He's, he's still a person, though. I, I like the helmet. I'm fine with the helmet. Yeah. You you like the like the nineteen twenties football helmet? Yeah. It looks awful. Well he got that from <laughs> eye holes for oh, wait, no reason. Yeah. Uh, I eye holes are to see, Mike. Yeah, eye holes are I know, but like take him away, he's not any less protected. Oh. Like mm. are you really worried about like the bridge of his nose? Is that like, it's is classic. That it's throwback. I've worn a Kevlar before for a, a bunch of hours. And those things. We get it, Joe. You yeah, serve. We're in the army. Thank you for your oh, thank service. You. Great. Cool. Cool. <laughs> and those things aren't great. Me and my friend Kyle always said, like, if we got into combat, we would use any excuse to chuck those because they they don't stay on your head. They're too they're too loose. You can't wear a backpack, have the Kevlar on, lie down, and look. You can only look down. So hey. he can't just have a Kevlar. And he can't just have his blonde locks. He's got to have something. So the tighter helmet made sense to me. Eye holes, fine. I don't. I don't have an excuse for eye holes. Uh-huh. Um, Maybe just look stupid without eye holes. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, because that that especially would be the leather helmet. Yeah. And we all saw leather heads. Ugh, groan. I didn't see all of it. Yeah, me neither. I just saw that uh, George Clooney and Jim Krasinski were in it. I had high hopes, but I never got around to saying it. Um, oh, geez. Uh, let's get the numbers out of the way. Okay. 
Well, Mike, what did you think of it? We've we've talked. Oh, I I I wasn't. That wasn't me not wanting to get the. Oh no no no! And I I didn't. That's not what I was doing. I wasn't being passive aggressive. Uh, but that's kind of how we like avoided getting into the numbers. Uh, you asked us what we thought. What did you think of it? Let's spend the rest of the podcast not getting into the numbers. (laughs) Uh, no, I I liked it. I liked it a lot. Um, when starting this whole stupid project of this podcast. Uh huh. If you had asked me who my favorite superhero was, I would have said uh, probably Iron Man. Uh-huh. Uh, but now up to this point, it's for sure Captain America. Isn't it? Oh, like, man. It's, and it's not even that close. Yeah. Uh, he's by far my favorite. He, he's, he feels the most real. Um, his conflicts feel the most honest. It, none, like The way he reacts always feels like it's true to his character. Yeah, he's not putting on like a show like uh, Tony Stark is, even though that's like an honest reaction for sure. some people. And but like, we, well, yeah, and when Tony Stark doing it too, it doesn't always feel like Tony Stark would do what he would do. Like, yeah, like, like I yeah. feel like I feel like he became a caricature instead of a character. Yeah, yeah. Yep. So th- that's that's where I got a little burnt out on Tony Stark with with uh, Captain Steve Rogers America. Mm-hmm. There's like. He, he, it always feels it feels like a person I know now. Like he, he feels he feels like a three dim- If you pitched him to me, he would seem like a one dimensional person. But watching uh-huh. him in these movies, he feels very three dimensional. He feels very honest, very real. Yeah, feels like somebody I know. Because he's the stereotypical superhero, right? He's doing things for the sake of being a superhero. But when we see it like played out, Joe and I were having this conversation at the tail end of this movie uh, that Captain America is genuinely doing good. And uh, Joe, how did you put it? That like he is only acting with courage. Like there's no other uh, ulterior motive. Yeah, he's not doing it for show. We were watching the the scene where he's trying to put in the MacGuffin into the MacGuffins, and <laughs> he's he's getting shot at by um by. Bucky. Will you remind me what a MacGuffin is? I forgot. The beginning it. of the Simpsons. <laughs> Stop it! You're spreading malapropisms. No, he put the MacGuffin in the MacGuffin, and then it went. Putting, putting the MacGuffin in something else sounds like like the way a weird family talks about sex. <laughs> well, that's how I got here. Yeah. <laughs> my dad put his MacGuffin no. in mm-hmm. my mommy's MacGuffin. It was a plot device to get the story going, the like The Simpsons. The MacGuffin is the briefcase in Pulp Fiction. It's the thing yeah. people go after. It's the reason to move. In a heist movie, um, you can replace the MacGuffin if it's like a painting. You can replace it with a a uh a diamond like it's only it's unimportant what it is as long as it's the the getting anyway it's it's replaceable it's an item that's okay. replaceable that serves the plot it has plot value so yeah. he's he's trying to get the server blade into the helicarrier mm-hmm. and he's right. just getting shot at and he's like oh well this is what's needed and he put you know mission above self and just got shot nearly to death because of the mission and that was just courage he was scared of course he was scared. He was up against his former friend that, like, there's some weird psychological fucked up shit that's going on with that fight. And, like, he's being shot by his best friend. Yeah, and he's still putting mission first. Yeah. He's just, it's just raw, it's just raw courage and heroism. Mm-hmm. And it, and you're right, it does seem one-dimensional, but it's it's really not. Because you see in the 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 scene after the, the boat rescue... They're being shown the helicarriers, which I love. I love when they show a huge secret bunker full of stuff. Love, love that mm-hmm. as a just a fan of neat things. Uh-huh. But then Nick Fury starts talking about the nature of it. And just he, a fan of neat things. <laughs> that's my Twitter bio. 
That's a, that's our next podcast. Me and Joe are going to be hosting just a fan um, of neat things. Something about me, and this might be crazy, <laughs> but I'm like just a fan of neat things. Sorry, Joe, what were you saying? So he's talking about uh, Project Insight, which is, um, you know, an allegory. That's drones. America's drones. And it's our drones tendency. Drones and NSA. Yeah. And mm. our tendency to police the world. And Captain America is coming at this with a set of fresh eyes. He's not a frog in slowly boiling water. He is a recently thawed frog. <laughs> right? And so he's he's seeing that, this that 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 that's right but such a confusing comparison. <laughs> <laughs> so he's, you know, like he he's having this exchange with with Nick Fury and he said I thought that the punishment should come after the crime and Fury says we can't afford to wait that long. Yeah. And that doesn't seem correct to Captain America and it doesn't seem correct to a lot of Americans when it comes to how we police terrorism and how we police ourselves and how we monitor ourselves. Yeah. How we approach privacy. Um, if it's like worth it over security, um, and Hydra has been slowly convincing us. What's that? It's like modern habeas corpus, right? Yeah. Or like you can, you can deliver justice. You can tell neither of us know what that means in English. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and I didn't want to call you out on it either. Yeah, but, uh, no. <laughs> no, the habeas corpus is what gets the Simpsons going. Yeah, it's it's when it's when you put that sweet MacGuffin. Yep. Uh, girl, I want to put my habeas corpus in your MacGuffin. Mm-hmm. Habeas corpus in that situation sounds like a rigor mortis penis. <laughs> you know. Y- yeah, I do. Uh, <laughs> uh, but no, habeas corpus is when like uh, you can you can detain somebody with no cause, and they sometimes do it during war times, like they did in the Civil War. Like you can just throw somebody in jail with no, for no reason. Oh yeah, and then um, so it's 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 basically dismissing due process. It's getting due, due process out of the system. Sure, where and you that's deliver justice without without any justice system. You and that's the problem with Guantanamo. With a lot of people have with Guantanamo is that yeah, like what 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 are we gonna do with these people? We don't know. Are they gonna be a trial? No. Like do terrorists deserve due process and like how do you determine that they're a terrorist without due process Mm -hmm. so So during all of this they're talking they're making a very strong case that like caps from a different time bad guys were bad guys they had uniforms and we were in direct conflict they had red uh, skeleton faces yeah now the enemies don't wear those uniforms um they don't have countries well, no, they're they're all Muslim. <sighs> sort of, yeah. Or all of them. Okay, but he doesn't agree with Americans' tactics of of dealing with you know the quote threats, and that's yeah. a that's that's what's happening in our country now, where people don't agree with the tactics, um, the tactics about all this. So this is, this is the rub of the movie is he doesn't, even, even if shield was on the up and up, which, you know, they're not, he doesn't agree with how they're going about doing it and has some strong concerns about that. Um, does in the other movies, and we can get to this later. If it does, I just want to know if it does, do do they establish how shield gets rebuilt? You mean in later movies? Yeah. I don't, I don't rightly know. I can't remember. Jordan, are you listening? I'm trying to fix this. Jordan's got it's cords okay. he's worrying about. Okay. Because, uh, like, it seems like S.H.I.E.L.D. would have a hard time moving forward from this. Yeah, and, uh, the, like, 
the whole point is that shield is no more because like it was infected with hydra and so it is no more like even when it comes to uh age of ultron uh like the shield helicarrier is there but it's only the helicarrier it's not under the name of shield um because shield is disbanded like as far as the public knows shield is disbanded um is I don't want to go deeper. I'm sorry. I was going to ask, like, like should, like, should, why, what's the point of S.H.I.E.L.D. versus the CIA or FBI or, like, uh, yeah. Defense Department? Like, what's, what's the difference? I think, I think S.H.I.E.L.D. is a globally recognized organiza- organization. It's not specific to the United States? I think it's ran by United States, but okay. uh, they have a world council, like uh, different representatives from like major countries. Yeah, good point. Like it, we didn't see, like if you ever look at a CIA meeting, um, not that we have, but if you could, or um, an FBI thing, uh-huh. they don't have like hologram people from different countries talking. Yeah. And S.H.I.E.L.D. does have that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just different. So that's, the, that's the difference. Yeah, they're ra- I think it's intended to be uh, to uh, serve the globe and not just America. Yeah, because they have so council yeah, what meetings. A waste of, what a waste of hologram technology. <laughs> meetings? <This is> sh- <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. To show people just sitting in chairs, what's the difference between that and what you and I are doing now? Yeah, it's just technology. <laughs> like, it's, like, it's, it's, what's the point of making it three-dimensional? Like, I don't... Uh-huh. Like why? Well, what's why? the point of having you on video and not just talking? Like we're looking well, at I each other. Because I can see you. Yeah, you can see a better version of holograms. Yeah, I guess a little, yeah. which is a boring use of a cool technology. So I mean, I guess if it doesn't like if it's if it's feasible, of course you use it. Like yeah, sure. Yeah, it's fine. Maybe they fine. did some psychological test where you treat people differently if you can see their whole yeah. Their whole being. Nick Fury. Oh, man, that's probably a really good point. <laughs> uh, <laughs> your, your, your hypothetical future psychological study proves me wrong. Mm-hmm. 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 And it's they addressed, true. They addressed the politics of S.H.I.E.L.D. well early on, too, because politics would would definitely get involved in in a in an organization like S.H.I.E.L.D. They wouldn't be like, oh, you're quasi-military? Fine. We as elected officials will not comment on this in a public and, forum. And when, like, they're on their way to the Lemurinal Star, uh, the ship, uh, uh, they talk about how, like, so S.H.I.E.L.D. is trespassing. Like, this is the Indian Ocean. They don't have jurisdiction to be here. They don't have permission to be here. So S.H.I.E.L.D. is trespassing. And then they kind of just like, yeah, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> um, Also, speaking of politics... Uh, Gary Shandling is in this, and yeah. he th- died yesterday. Recently passed away. Um, and he whispers Hail Hydra yeah. in another dude's ear, yeah. and it sounded so sexual. Yeah, baby. I, I, I laughed for a couple minutes. Because <laughs> they said, like, right on the coast, and he goes, Hail Hydra. Yeah, they were talking about, like, this hot uh, girl that he was, uh, <laughs> oh, yeah. and they were just like, you know what I mean? Yeah, Hail Hydra. <laughs> <laughs> I promise you he has her say Hail Hydra as they're doing it. I promise you. Promise. Um, What if Hail Hydra was like his get her done? Like he just used (laughs) that for emphasis. Like like I was with this girl last night, you know, one thing led to another. Hail Hydra. Hail Hydra. I don't care who you are. That's Hail Hydra. I'm not even kidding. I was going to write a sketch where it's the red skull 
at an open mic, <laughs> like this Def Jam <laughs> comic setting where he's doing his sets. And at the end of each punchline, he says, Hail Hydra. That's uh, great. White people say, Hail Hydra like this. Hail Hydra. <laughs> Red people say it like this. Hail Hydra. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's fine. You could do, you might be a red skin. <laughs> <hybrid>. <laughs> Ooh, that was a real reaction. I'm writing that. <laughs> you might be a red skull if. <laughs> <laughs> I'm writing that in the Warren Jeffs Hydra jokes category. That one hit. Uh, you might re- be a red skull if. <laughs> Um, okay, guys, here are the numbers. Captain America, the Winter Soldier, had a Thor duration of uh, April 4th, 2013. <laughs> That's 14, not 13. Turd thousand. thank you. August 21st, turd thousand fourteen. Um, it made, domestically, it grossed $259 million. Um, worldwide, <clears throat> excuse me. Worldwide, it grossed uh, $714 million um, and at an opening weekend of $95 million. I sort of wanted this to do better uh-huh. because yeah. of, after repeated watchings, I, re- I realized how just how, how well it was made, how how good it stick, stuck to the uh, like real topical themes. Yeah, it's a damn good movie. Um, um, I complain about punching, right? Yeah. In movies. Yeah. And it's like just super punchy. The punching in this is fucking awesome. Isn't it? That <laughs> fight scene. Uh, that fight scene with uh, the head mercenary, Batrock. Oh, uh, the one on, on the boat. Uh, yeah. Where like, uh-huh. yeah. Where it, it, it feels very uh, Bane Batman, but like, but more evenly matched. Yeah. 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 yeah totally. Um, and that guy, the guy that uh, plays him, I think his name is George St. Pierre. Oh, he's an uh, MMA fighter. Yeah, uh-huh. yeah so they got yeah. an actual MMA yeah. fighter to like do all these cool leg flips. Yeah. And it was motion captured by Andy Serkis. <laughs> <laughs> You'd be surprised where Andy Serkis shows up. Uh, I want in the credits uh, <laughs> that it's uh, uh, Steve Rogers played by Chris Evans. Anthony Mackie plays uh, <laughs> the Falcon and Captain America's shield is played by Andy Serkis. <laughs> 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 I just love to see a bunch of green dots on him and he's spinning around a room. <laughs> For those who aren't familiar, Andy Circus is Gollum. Yeah. Yeah, and um the ape in Planet of the Apes, the, the main one. Caesar. Yeah, Caesar. Caesar. <laughs> uh Caesar is singing the national anthem. <laughs> All right. <laughs> oh. Say. Can. Oh dear God! This is gonna take forever. No, we're cut to the end, Caesar. Cut to the you. end. See. <laughs> see. We're right. Bye. Duh. Okay, Caesar. Duh. <laughs> Burn. Ing. Okay. Okay. Good. Thank you. <laughs> Getting back on track. I think all of the the started like out the, strong, turned the, into a Winter Soldier anthem. Stepdad. The the fight scenes and the chase scenes were good in general. Like, um, I was sort of remembering this movie as the scenes happen. Like, oh, I don't yeah. know what's gonna happen, and then I see the scene start. I'm like, I know what's gonna happen. And uh, the Nick Fury 
chase scene. I was just about to mention it. It's so good. good. It's really good. It starts off funny because uh, he at first thinks he's just caught driving while black. And he's yeah. just like, <laughs> he's just kind of miffed. He's like, want to see the lease? Like he's like, oh, he's, so over, he's, he's over it. He's not like outraged about that because he's got, uh, you know, a huge shadow organization to run. Uh-huh. Um, but he's still like, it's, he's still a little miffed. Uh-huh. And then it, and then it gets really good. <laughs> uh, oh, man, Everything feels so visceral there. Like you feel every car crash. Like, you feel every impact. You feel, like, everything. Totally. You, you guys both saw Sicario, right? Yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. Do you remember the scene of them when they first drive into Juarez? Oh, yeah. So that, tense. It, mm. it had that kind of, like, it, not anywhere near where Sicario got. But it had that kind of tension where, like, it felt like you were there. Yeah. Everything felt like it was actually happening. Yeah. Where, where in, like, Thor, like, it doesn't feel like anybody actually, like, nothing actually happened. Uh, yeah. Where this, it feels like when someone gets punched, it looks like it fucking hurt. Totally, yeah. Uh, and that's why I think it was so important to, like, ground things back to something, like, to what we're familiar with uh, instead of, like, a, a, a space fantasy. Um, yeah, was anybody nominated in Sicario for anything? Yeah, I, I think, don't know. I think they were, and I was surprised. And I, I uh, thought it was a slightly older movie because it was, it was mentioned a few times in this Oscars. Oh, right. But I did think it was, it was it a w- good movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it it, it it was great. Uh, I, I didn't pay as much attention to this last award season as I normally do. No, yeah, I mean, it was yeah. a little light on superheroes, I must admit. <laughs> oh, man, we should watch Sicario. Maybe yeah. I'll do that tonight. Nah. Oh, nah, I'm busy. Um, it even had good humor in that scene. Uh, what's not damaged? That's my... The, that's the, my yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. Air conditioning. Uh, the, the AC. He, <laughs> uh, Nick, Fury, Nick Fury being sassy with... Uh, the whatever computer that is is really funny. Yeah, I'd love to see a behind the scenes with him and the tech. He's like, okay, this is your new car. It responds to voice commands. <laughs> then he's having a great time. It's, with it. Like it's conversational, the same way you can ask Siri how the weather is. But like it has <laughs> limits. It has limits. So you you so you can be a little loose on the syntax there, Mister Fury. <laughs> But it has limits, and he really, he really, um, he really pushed the limits of uh, how conversationally he was with that. Uh, yeah, that car scene was intense, um, and they used it really. Uh, they used it really well, in my opinion, for marketing because the last episode of Agents of Shield before um, Winter Soldier was came out in theaters. The last episode at the very end, they showed that chase scene. Um, and so, like it was, we we saw like Nick Fury, uh, his his car getting bashed in with a with a, a battering ram, and then uh, we see the uh, uh, the Winter Soldier shooting the the the, the what was that a uh, uh, was that an IED? What was that? Uh, a UED? Was that a UED? Uh, I don't think it was a UED. Um, a UED Dewey and Louis. Uh, okay, a, uh, it, was focus. A U- it was a UTI. <laughs> yeah, UTI. Uh, anyway, but that was at the end of the the uh, episode of Agents of Shield that led directly into um, Winter Soldier. So I really appreciated that. That oh, was a cool time. I haven't seen Agents of Shield or Agent Carter, but from mm. what I can gather from what you oh, hear, man, I can get in it. Here's here's what I think. <laughs> I think they are big, like. CTs with the stuff we really like about these these movies because they're big what sorry yeah CTs cock cock what cock 
I don't want to no one, cut cheese, cut cheese. no one refers to a cock as a C. <laughs> uh, a CTs? A CTs. You, you, you know what kind of language we use on this yeah, podcast. Yeah, I know, I know. I don't have to opt into all of this. <laughs> you called... <laughs> all right, let's let's move on. Yeah, they're it's a real, it, they're a real ding dong tees. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, so it feels like they're like you like Marvel movies. We're gonna reference them occasionally and hope that <laughs> that's enough to keep you coming back for this television show. Okay, try try that again, but talk directly to me with it. <laughs> hey, Mike, do you like these superhero movies? Nope. All right, well, it was nice talking to you, Mike. <laughs> But that's what I mean, it feels like. Some it feels, of them are pretty good. It, it feels like I, I remember watching Saturday Wrestling back in the '80s, and they did not have the major stars on Saturday, but occasionally they would mention a, a famous star. Like yeah. Macho Man Randy Savage was not wrestling on Saturday, but he'd be talked about on uh-huh. Saturday. Yeah, and hopefully that'd be enough to pique your interest. So, Janetti sure. um, uh, brother uh-huh. could, could wrestle. So- so for me, it's like watching summer league basketball, which I get very into because mm. it's it's only rookies who are probably not going to play that much. And then a bunch of like my the, like their D league in the NBA, but like the equivalent of minor league basketball players trying to make the last spot on an NBA team. Players who probably won't play in like any games of any significance. Mm. Mm-hmm. And for so I'll go. So it, like it's 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 around this world I care about, but it's so ancillary that most people wouldn't. Care. Yeah. And, and for me, it's a lot like watching Aids and Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., and you're watching it and they're talking about these superheroes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. so Good it's, corollary. It's, so it's, corollary. It's, it's that thing. You know, it's like that. It's very similar to that, if I'm being honest. Um, <laughs> so back to the scene that was referenced in Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. I guess that's how we're yep. talking about this. Yep. Nick Fury escapes with a lightsaber. That's what he did. Wow. He escapes. He used, he used his purple lightsaber from when he was Mace Windu and he escapes... His pocket-sized lightsaber. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, that's called a mouse hole. And you guys would know that if you watched Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. But wasn't it really just a plasma I am. Cutter? You're making me. Yeah, it's just yeah, it's a handheld plasma. Yeah, I think those actually exist. I'm, I'm poking a little fun. <laughs> I, I, I am watching Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. <laughs> <laughs> like, like you're, you're mad at me and making me do it. Yeah, you got to pick one, Jordan. <laughs> <laughs> this is like... <laughs> I always thought, like, in our relationship, I was the alpha and you were the beta, but uh-huh. I think it switched. <laughs> uh, maybe that like, was I, planned. This is... Hail Hydra. <laughs> <laughs> uh, do you guys want uh, uh, want to talk about the G-plot? Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Mm. That's sweet, you've been, sweet You've been such G-plot. a CTs up to this point. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, we see Peggy Carter. And not just in that video at the Smithsonian talking about it. Yeah, she's movie sick. She. <laughs> yeah, she's movie sick. She's movie sick. She has a two I don't get mem- that. She's sick like White Earp was sick. <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm using all my inside jokes at this uh, point. Yeah. Remember how um, Val Kilmer was sick in Tombstone? He was just like, uh-huh. he would just cough into a napkin. Right. That's how she was sick. Did, did, did anyone say what she has? Uh, I think it's pretty clear she has dementia. Oh, I, I got the Carters mixed up. Are uh, they related? Yeah. Um, and it's not directly referenced in the movie with uh, the neighbor. And she's Agent 13, right? Yeah, she's Agent 13. And they only say her name Sharon. Uh, but in the comics, we know her as Sharon Carter. And she's uh, Peggy Carter's granddaughter. 
Yeah, Tony Carter's that's cousin. hot nurse. <laughs> hot nurse turns to uh, reveals herself to be hot CIA agent. <laughs> what a turn! <laughs> yeah, she's very flirty. Was that on purpose? Was that part of her mo? Uh, maybe. I don't know. Maybe I'll ask her. So she does she, have. She was for real a real CTs. <laughs> yeah, Captain T's. <laughs> <laughs> See, guys, it could mean anything. <laughs> I, I call my penis captain. So. <laughs> oh, captain, my captain. Oh, captain. Yeah, Better wear a captain. helmet. Captain. <laughs> <laughs> Better wear a helmet. With eye holes, though, so it doesn't really do much. Uh, that scene tears eye me hole. up, though. One eye hole, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> that scene tears me up. Uh, the interaction with uh, not-aged Steve Rogers with Peggy Carter as 97 year old Peggy yeah. Carter. And the last line, like uh, something about uh, still, still owing him a dance was like very charming. Yeah. Very sweet. And like was the perfect line to end that scene on. Oh yeah. Uh, and I'm really happy that they incorporated it because it was talked about uh, being included in Avengers um, and they held off on it because it was full of stuff as it is. Um, yeah. And so I, I really like that acknowledgement and seeing the effects of somebody who is time traveled in stasis. And then he comes to see the person that he loved and was saving his first dance for, <laughs> which is 1940s, uh, the 1940s version of saving yourself. Um, yeah, for him, it was just just a couple days ago. Yeah. Yeah. Or maybe a couple months. months ago. Yeah, exactly. He's still getting over her. Yeah. And now he sees... Uh, and, oh, that brings up a question. Uh, Do you so, think he ever texts her, you up? <laughs> and it's at 530 and she's like, of course I'm up. Yeah. She I'm would, 97. Yeah. But if it was. I just had dinner. Uh, <laughs> but we know her disease, right? Like we know she at least has dementia. So she would always reply who did. <laughs> oh, by the way, watching watching her forget what was going on. That was heartbreaking. Yeah. Man. Yeah. That's what tears me up. <clears throat> yeah. I, I, I forgot about that, and yeah. I didn't realize that's what you were talking about. Soup uh, sad. I'm a real soup shitty soup. listener. Because uh, <laughs> have, have you ever been in that situation before? Where I forgot uh, somebody from my past. <laughs> yeah, have you ever had dementia? Like clinically? Do you remember, do you remember when you had dementia? Yeah, no, I don't. Uh, <laughs> this is so news have to you, me. Have you, ever been, have you ever been around the loved one with dementia? I have, yeah. Uh, Chubbo, it's real, it's real does Chubbo Wumba count? What? <laughs> this Chumbawamba count. I don't get what you're asking. Do you suffer from long time, long term memory loss? I don't remember. Chumbawamba. Okay, I'm writing it in with the other jokes yeah, that didn't work. Either. Winter Soldier. It is. Some you're right, though. It, Mike, Did you get it, Joe? No, nah, not his joke. You guys no. don't know Chumbawamba? I know the. I know, a group. I know who Chumbawamba is. I get knocked down. I get up again. Yeah, in that down. song, they say, uh, do you. S no, maybe it's a different song. Sorry. Uh, <laughs> if it's a different band, that'll be the. <laughs> they no, only no, no. Have it is, it is Chumbawamba. No. You, if you're referencing a different song from Chumbawamba, you're the only person in the world who knows that song. No. You know that so, you know that one hit wonder? One hit wonder. Yeah, you know that one hit wonder? Their other song <laughs> I'm referencing. Do you suffer from long-term memory lice? Life. Lice. <laughs> you know Chumbawamba and Big and Rich. <laughs> and then you're disappointed when we don't know <laughs> any of the other songs from Chumbawamba. 
You set unrealistic standards, Jordan, and it's not fair. Why haven't you watched Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. yet, Joe? Oh, <laughs> I think I've clearly laid out why. You're like, you're like a boy prince trying to mandate that everybody have the same interests that you do. I like being called the boy prince. Please keep that. <laughs> we will call Thursdays Minecraft Day. That'd be a boy prince thing to do. Um, anyway, you're, you're right, though, Mike, it is heartbreaking. I have a um, Mike. <laughs> yeah, maybe maybe this is the wrong tone to talk about. No, heartbreaking. Keep, keep, I, no, no, no. It, it's very heartbreaking. OK, Go ahead. Uh, my grandmother had Alzheimer's and my grandfather on my other, on the other side of the family has Alzheimer's. And uh, oh, it was really tough for everybody when his wife died. Jesus, because you yeah. had to keep telling them. Yeah. Where's, where's my wife? Yeah. She passed away. Tears, sobbing. You know, married for 50, 60 years. And then 10 minutes later, he asks again. Oh, Jesus Christ. Yeah. So and, he, and you have to tell them like you're not correcting them either. Yeah. yeah. Well, eventually they just started saying she's still in the hospital because that's where he left off on. Uh-huh. And he was fine. So okay. I had a, a milder version of it. So uh, my grandpa has some dementia and my grandma has been in and out of the hospital for the past few months. And I was staying uh, at, with my grandpa before moving out here, I, was, I would sleep there just to make sure, like someone was there at night, uh, like to take, like in case something happened. He had been falling down and stuff. Just like not an awesome situation. Uh, and like some mornings, he like I would take him to go visit my grandma every day. Uh, and some mornings before we take to visit, he's like, uh, I can't figure out where Marilyn is. She hasn't been here for a while, and he completely forget that she was even in the hospital. Mm. And then he'd get mad that he couldn't remember. Uh-huh. Yeah. Do you? Yeah, I was going to ask, do you have to handle that similarly to what they're saying about with uh, Joe's uh, situation of, like, you have to... Uh, wait, what was, where was I going with that? You, you have to just kind of compromise with, like, the last thing he remembers? Um, A little bit. Yeah. You, say it as if, you say it as if he, he, like, you don't correct, like, you don't say, no, this is what's happening. Uh-huh. You just, you kind of state what's happening as if he already knew it. Okay. Yeah, you say remember because... Your okay. your loved you one is in an earlier, like an earlier stage where they're they're still like, still sort of with it. They still remember yeah. who people are, and it's calmly going. And, and it, it would come back. His memory would yeah. come back okay. later, but he would lose it for a while. And anger is common because we'd all be angry at ourselves. It's a very common. It's a it's a natural thing. Like, well, your body's turning on you. Like, what what other reaction are you gonna have? Yeah, yeah, totally. It's frustrating. It's just frustrating. Frustration defined as a goal not being accomplished, and you're just not remembering things. So and like, what one fun thing about all of this is you realize, oh, life just gets worse and worse for the, the people you love, and then they die, and then it happens to you. Yeah, and I hate it's to bring like, it back. Like all these, like the well, these these super sad uh, situations, and I hate to bring it back to a fantasy world. But being Captain America, watching how we understand uh, life. <laughs> Honestly, yeah, yeah. I think like that's the role of fantasy. That's the role of fiction. That's the role sure. of all of this is like to help you like, like to 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 remove it from reality so yeah. you can understand it better and then reapproach. If only I were Captain America, so I didn't have to worry about this this terrifying disease um, that like affects the people that I love so much. And I hope they were like could be these super soldiers and these superheroes. You, we want to escape it and we want to become these these heroes that right that I spend so, so much you, of my time idolizing. So, does uh, Captain America, does he age? Uh, I think it's slowly. And I think, like, most of it um, so was prevented like because... Aging. What's that? He's like Moses in the Bible where he lives, like, 300 years. <laughs> yeah, I guess so, yeah. 900. 900? 900. Jeez. Was Moses 900? Uh, I know people in that time lived to be 900. Oh, I see, yeah, yeah, yeah. That can't be true. 
right, well, I, let's not go down the rabbit hole of stuff in the Bible may not be true. This will be a much longer I, episode. I believe, I believe everything in the Bible except that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, guys, we're going to take a quick break. Okay. 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 Love you. <laughs> support the show and receive a monthly mystery crate filled with exclusive items from the biggest and best pop culture franchises? Well, here's how you do just that. Go to mouthfulofmarvels.com, click on the support button in the upper right-hand corner, and there you will find a link that will take you to lootcrate.com to sign up for a subscription. Every month you will receive a different themed box filled with mystery things. Who knows what lies inside these boxes? Gold? Treasure? Love? There's only one way to find out, and that's going to Marvel... Here's the website. Mouthfulofmarvels.com and support the show by signing up for Loot Crate uh, through us. So by signing up through us, it tells them that we sent you and they throw a little bounty our way. And what is that bounty of? Treasure? Love? Who knows? We don't even know. They may pay us in, in a mystery crate. <laughs> um, if you would like to support the show in another way and just help us out by uh, donating a few bucks or whatever you have or are willing to, just click on the donate button after you click on the support button. Uh, I think that's it. Enjoy the rest of the show, all you mofu mamas. Well, part of my obstacle here with not having community is that I'm fucking broke right now. Like, and I've been broke like at least half the time. Yeah. And it's hard. You can't go do things when you're broke. And so it's hard to like, be like, be like, Hey, want to go do this thing? Cause there's not that many free things to do. Yeah. So like, I, like I can't spend money for a week, basically. <laughs> I have to like, like live off the food I have. Yeah. And you aren't very good. And this is probably positive quality at like escaping into media. Like that doesn't truly satisfy you. No, but like, I sure, I sure consume it like it does. Yeah, well, you're trying. I mean, yeah, you're trying yeah. to well, pass the well, time. And nobody, nobody can really escape in the media. Like, I think that's the illusion, right? No, it works for me great. <laughs> I think Jordan. Does, like, honest, honest question. Does it really? Um, can you? I can. I can for periods. <clears throat> I really do think it. Okay. Uh, this is this is where it gets sad, and I failed to mention it in the Agents of Shield episode. But how I coped with like how depressed I was. Uh, with like being in a new city was I watched when you were in LA. Yeah. When I was in Los Angeles, sorry. Uh, I watched agents of shield a couple times, like season one. I watched a couple times because it was familiar. Um, and it, it helped. Like, I don't know if it just dulled the pain or if I was genuinely like pleased, but, yeah. uh, I, I was very much, um, hoping to escape into something. Psychologically it's valid because when, when characters leave shows, 
it, it it's the same inside. They've done tests. It's the same inside. When Michael right. Scott left the office and we saw him leave through the airport. I still have a hard time watching it. Yeah. I know. It hurts as bad as seeing a real friend leave. Yeah. And it it it's not the same, but to your to your insides, it's the exact sure. same. So uh, And when counter- a series ends, I have real existential dread. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like a real sense of what now, like I just lost something. Yeah. So to Jordan's, the flip side is happening with Jordan, which is he's seeing a familiar face. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I do that. Uh, when it, like my first night, anytime I move, like even when I moved like to a new place in Logan, uh, and every time I move, I'd watch the office because it felt like I had an old friend. With totally. Me. Yeah. Yep. Uh, I almost did it today and I avoided it because I was worried it wasn't going to work today when I was feeling Oh yeah. You can't afford to have it not work. Yeah. I could, it felt, it felt like too much of a day. So I I watched documentary now and that worked. Okay. Yeah. Cause you can afford for that to not work. (laughs) I I love it, but it's a silly, it's not an old friend. You can't lose it. It's it's your, your side piece of ass, you know? Yeah. It's definitely my side piece. We're recording again, just so we all know. (laughs) Uh, sorry about Did get that whole conversation. Yeah. It's a really? good one. That's yeah. I can say that's. Uh, maybe oh, it's... I'm so sad. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, but I tried to uh, record and I didn't plug it into uh, the laptop where we're, we're recording, so you can kind of hear Joe and I, but you can't hear Mike at all. So this is take two. <laughs> uh, welcome back For to the, the whole show. podcast. No, 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 no. Since oh, the break. Since the break. Since oh, the break. Thank. Think so we ain't going in the Alphather. So we didn't hear any of Mike talking about Chicago. Uh, what? What do you mean? Just now we got it. No, yeah. Early on in the conversation of him, like uh, explaining, uh, just kind of like what's so hard right now on this point in Chicago. I I got that. Uh, anyway, so yeah, we got a good chunk of it. But did we get? Did we get? We missed the G spot. Then is what we were gonna. We we didn't even talk about it yet. Oh, we haven't even talked. We kind of did. Yeah, we got the G plot. We got with Peggy Carter. Uh, yeah, but there and there's also Agent Thirteen. There was some tension in there. Let's let's keep talking about the G plot because there's also Black Widow that I want to talk about. Uh, Yeah, Black Widow feels like if it feels like a feels like a sister. Yeah, yeah, and um, how which makes it so much hotter. Am I right? (laughs) (laughs) Um, if you said daughter. Uh, Donald Trump would be all for it. Oh, we just got political. <laughs> I think they um, were like Donald Trump. Hashtag make Trump again. I'm Donald Trump again. Great job. Thank you. I think they did a, a good job of fleshing out her character. They 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 paid a lot more attention to her as a as a character. And I appreciated that. She had a line. Yeah. Um, Why the hell is she getting a movie? Yeah, it's uh, it's absurd. Um. Like take all the feminist like the, the those reasons out of it. She's a cool character. Yep, she's a great character. Right after um, Nick Fury um, quote dies, uh, she's talking about um, the truth, and she says truth is a matter of circumstance. And I feel like that that was a good insight into her as a oh, character. Oh, totally. Because she there's not Captain America. There is one objective truth. Right. Uh huh. And to her, it's it's not that that black and white. She's still on the side of good, but there's some more wiggle room about how to how to approach yeah. things. And like she even says, like, uh, I don't remember what leads up to it, but she asks Captain America, who do you want me to be? And he says a friend. But th- I mean, yeah, she is whoever she needs to be. And that's the truth. Like, that is her truth because it fits the circumstance. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Mike, I don't think. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, go you ahead. go ahead. 
Not you. Okay. Um, Mike, you said that uh, it was kind of a sisterly relationship, but during it felt like a. Oh, uh, I told Joe while we were watching it. Uh, uh, work flirt. Um, in the sense, yeah. it, like it, it's not serious. Neither of them are going to act on it, but but it's fun. But yeah, it's fun. Don't do, do it's the kind of flirting that leads to uh, an affair. Like, well, I never, I never would, and then they do. <laughs> that's so sweet. I was gonna say like. <laughs> Do you know the romantic? No, no, no. It's just a different sentiment I was going for. Um, Like they were like each other's uh, flirting practice buddy where like Black Widow doesn't need any of that. But I have a I have a friend who I can flirt with and we both know it's it's not going anywhere. Uh So there's no there's no stake. So you can try flirting. Yeah. Like a safe environment. I have that too. And this isn't a bit. I have I have that. Are you bidding? I'm not bidding. (laughs) We missed that. Oh, no. That was I don't think that was on the bidding no, is like what improvisers refer to as doing jokes together. Yeah, we missed that. <laughs> uh this isn't I'm not I'm not I'm not bidding myself. Oh, Jesus. Uh, You're right, it is awful. Yeah, I don't like it. Uh, Has Calvin weird. picked it up? Uh I think so. Shit. That sell out. We, we only use it like when we're like doing impressions of other Chicago people. Okay. That's a, I'll, I'll allow it. <laughs> Over, I'll, I'll, but watch yourself. Uh, I forgot what I was gonna say. No, no, your friend, your practice flirting yeah, friend. Yeah. Oh, it's usually dudes. It's usually gay guys. Fun. No, totally. Which I really enjoy. Yeah, I absolutely. Very, very much enjoy. Absolutely. Um, because it's it's the exact same thing. It's like it. You know, it's not. Both of you know it's not going anywhere. Yeah. It's still flattering it's not and going fun. Anywhere. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> And if it goes, and it, it's like, if it goes anywhere, it's up to me. Uh, <laughs> but like, honestly, it, like I, I really do enjoy it. So that's, that's what that resonates with me, but it is all dudes for me that, that I do that with. That makes sense. And that's pretty clear signal to, to them that it's not going anywhere. Yeah. Like with a girl, like that's just like a softly closed door, you know, with girls. Right. There's you like you like girls and she likes guys so it conceivably could happen but it's like uh every time i flirt with a girl i've never flirted with a girl and then and then afterwards been like oof that sounds like something i'd say like it, feels, <laughs> it, feels like I'm, it feels like i'm playing a character totally and like i'm not good at it well occasionally i like surprise myself but 90 percent of the time i'm not good yeah at it. Well, what I'm, what I but with dudes i fucking kill it yeah <laughs> do you, you say believable things I just, I'm just like fun and light and easy go. Like, I don't know. It just works. There's, there's a rhythm to it. But okay. with girls, I'm like, I, I have no rhythm. There's, there's more at stake. Yeah. Like my, my charm, my charm is that I'm not good at it. If that makes sense. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Totally. You're, it's like, uh, you're ironic dancing. To uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. But like, it's not that obnoxious. <laughs> <laughs> it's not, I'm not like, I'm not like the fanny pack of flirting. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I'm more, I'm more like a dad at a concert. That's like, like, it's like, ah, you know, you like, this doesn't come natural to you, but you're having fun. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. You're not at the Taylor Swift concert concert for you. <laughs> you're at, so you're it's at, not, it's not irony. It's, it's cause it really is an irony. No, it's genuine. Cause yeah, totally. So Captain America, Captain mm-hmm. America, Thor, winter soldier, wind Thor soldier, Soldier Thor. So they were, um, they had to do the the fake kiss to avoid yep. people in the mall. Yep. 
I liked, a, a, I think, a, a great comedic moment was at the, I believe it was an Apple store. They couldn't call it an Apple store, but it was an Apple yeah, store. Uh, blue blue yeah. polos and geniuses. Well, isn't that, that's like Best Buy too, though. Yeah, but they're, okay. Uh, sure, but it's in a mall. It, yeah, it was Apple, Apple computers with like the Apple tables and. Sure. Yeah, yeah. That's what I'm saying. But he said that one dude who's probably players. he was a he was a comic in comics books movies that yeah, that yeah. Dude, he's he's already been an answer. That was DC Pearson. Okay, if you need anything, I've been Aaron. How <laughs> shitty! What a <laughs> shitty thing to say. It was so funny. <laughs> you are, the- you still are Aaron, Aaron. <laughs> And like the timing of it was breaking some tension too. Yeah, like there was a beat before it that was really like that made it really funny. Yeah. Uh-huh. Okay. Uh, if you need anything, well, because it was he was worried. It, like it was after the New Jersey reveal, I think. Uh, maybe. Yeah. Yeah, because she had to do a little uh, spy stuff to like cover their tracks. Like this is our honeymoon. We're going to uh, New Jersey. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then he calls him up, like, he says, I have those exact same glasses when, like, it's leading in, like, is he going to recognize him as Captain America? And I was like, I have those same glasses. And then she's like, you guys are basically twins. He's like, yeah, right, specimen. And then I think it, uh, and then I think it goes into, uh, yeah. The, You're right, there I've were more Aaron. lines in it. Yeah, yeah, so, so many more. You were wrong. Could you do all the lines before that? Sure. In the movie? Um, <laughs> let's start with, uh, on your left. <laughs> On your, on your left. left. <laughs> on your left. <laughs> and uh, then Anthony Mackie is like, you need to listen to Marvin Gaye. And or, then, uh, um, <laughs> okay. <laughs> I really, I really, we should do a podcast where it's Jordan trying to remember every line in a movie. Bye. <laughs> oh, as Caesar. Start. <laughs> uh, that's another funny thing. Uh, sorry to go back to the beginning of the movie, but the list that uh, he keeps of things we that he paused missed. it on it, yeah. And yeah. Uh, uh, our listener mentioned that like it's different for every country it was released in. Oh, really? Yeah, that makes so much sense. Different countries. That's so, like cool. one of them. Like in Europe, had like the World Cup and stuff. Cool. And for Russia, it was like standing in line for bread. <laughs> it just said potatoes. <laughs> potatoes? Question. <laughs> Potatoes, vodka, and then potatoes six more times. Uh, my favorite one in the American version, because this is Captain America, uh, is the it says the Berlin Wall parentheses up and down. And up <laughs> and down, that was really funny. Yeah, Captain localized for America. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> there were a couple. What were the other ones on there? Nirvana. Star, yeah, Star Nirvana, Wars. Steve Jobs, Apple. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Marvel yeah, I, I, actually, universe. I saw that and I thought there could have been like uh, more room for jokes. Well, Joe pointed out that it's like Fox and Friends. It's the Fox and Friends uh, corrections. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man, those are great. They yeah. are really good. <laughs> uh, what were we talking about? Oh, uh, yeah, uh, are we satisfied with the G plot? <laughs> uh, yeah, I like that they didn't force a G plot. Yeah. Uh, and that's uh, you, you, it doesn't feel missed. Nope. Nope. Uh not all these stories need a uh, need a sidearm. I guess, like instinctively, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sometimes they just need a shield. Uh, yeah. Sorry, what were you gonna say, Mike? What were you gonna say? Just Mike? that it. I, that's a complaint I have with storytelling. It doesn't always have to be a love story in every story. Totally. I think it just speaks to our, like existential loneliness as humans that we always want one. Hmm. Hmm. Well, it's the most right. universal thing that they can right. think to put in a movie is a relationship. Mm. So it's like, so like, yeah, the, the things that every human experiences is like hunger, uh, fear of death, 
and loneliness, right? Like those are like the, the things. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Relationships, so, winter soldier, and they got two of the three. <laughs> so they didn't need the, all three. They didn't need relationships. <laughs> uh, Y'all ever get hungry? That's, that's how, that's how all my jokes start. Yeah. Like that's how, I thought you were doing uh, the Red Skulls uh, open mic night. Yeah. If so, you don't have a nose and you're, all of your skin is red, you might be a Red Skull. <laughs> <laughs> so they have uh, the excellent Nick Fury chase scene, right? Oh, and then so they bad. have a confusing conversation with an uh, evil politician, mm-hmm. then an, another excellent fight scene in an elevator. Yeah. Oh, so good. The, 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 the tension building on that was so great. so so good. Yeah. Very Jason Bourne. Mm-hmm. Yep. And then and then there's a big thing uh, with them leaving, and they go to the mall, and then oh man, is there going to be another fight scene at the mall with civilians? No. <laughs> Which is good because they didn't they didn't need all of it. Jordan no. talked about later in the movie they skipped another potential action scene. Uh, where they had to go get the Falcon suit. Uh, they didn't show them getting the Falcon suit. They just talked about how it would probably be easy to get the Falcon. Yeah, suit. that won't be a problem. Was the answer to like uh, two? I was, I was glad they didn't show it. To yeah, me. yeah, exactly. We've seen him take down a jet. We don't. We can trust that they can get into this. Uh, like not as secure places like Shield. It's not as secure as the Triskelion. Yeah. Of course, this they is, could get it. This is consistent throughout the movie too. The the exposition is very clean. Yep, it is clean. I talked about how. Uh, um, there's another scene about there's like, no infinity stones to explain no there wasn't oh the Smithsonian was an example of slick exposition yes yeah, so yeah, it yeah. showed like him going through the process of figuring things out uh-huh. and then they they just let the Smithsonian exhibit play in the background uh-huh. and then that caught us up yeah oh and then at the end that was Stanley is the like the janitor or guard or whatever yeah, yeah that was Bing Bing family great he does great white face. <laughs> he does. Yeah, yeah he does. Because he's normally Asian. Yeah, he's Asian. You don't have to say normally. He's Asian. <laughs> you know, I don't say that you're normally white. Well, that wouldn't, that wouldn't be wrong, Mike. <laughs> so they, they skip. They skip Obama's a, normally black. Yeah. Yeah, he is. He's normally the first black president. Yeah. Usually. <laughs> so they skip a, a. So far, always, but usually. Okay, Joe, it's they your skip turn. A, an unneeded action <laughs> scene uh, yeah. in order to to go down like a mystery rabbit hole, which is like finding the source of the algorithm. Right. Yeah. And they get to the bunker and um, that was an, a good chance for them to show more about Captain America. How did Captain America figure out the secret building? Army regulations. Yeah. This dude's a Captain America. Yeah. He is. He yeah. is it. Full, full on 100 percent Captain America. He knows that barracks shouldn't be there. Yeah, within 500 feet of, like, the can't store weapons or ammunition within 500 feet. This yeah. building shouldn't be there. Boom. It's just another example of how well-written the movie is and mm-hmm. how well-written the character is for Captain America. Totally. Yeah. Um, and uh, it, they do a fun nod to a very campy um, uh, comic book character. And here's what I like for the most part about Marvel movies. Doctor Strange? Oh, well, there's that. I'm, I'm happy you picked up Stephen Strange's reference. But uh, I'm talking about the... Uh, uh, <laughs> Jesus. Mike is doing obscene gestures. Uh, <laughs> it was a celebration dance where I lick my middle fingers. Yeah, we all do it. Um, but I was talking about the... Uh, um, 
so something that I appreciate with the Marvel Cinematic Universe is they take campy origin like characters, uh, how they'll appear in the comic books, and they modernize them. They make them a little bit more digestible and adaptable. Crossbones? Is that who it was? Jesus Christ. Good guess, but no. <laughs> I watched it with Tony. Yeah. You help me on that. Sure, yeah, yeah. Crossbones is another one. Uh, but the one I'm talking about is Arnim Zola, uh, who uh, uh, preserved his mind um, on backup. <laughs> Uh, on uh, miles of backup uh, databases so that he could start his own uh, soda company called uh, Coca-Zola. Um, I was going to call him Gargonzola. <laughs> I was going to say he started um, an antidepressant called Zola. Yeah, called Zola. Gargonzola. Maybe was, uh, and this is, it's actually, this where Scarlett Johansson discovered this is the prequel to the movie Her. That's how she became a programmer. <laughs> She backed herself up on. Yeah. I'm really uh, attractive. Uh, yeah, how do I get rid of all up. of that? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I know I'm really attractive as a human being. How do I put myself on miles of tape? <laughs> but the uh, the Arnim Zola original design is like uh, it's a box robot where his face is on a computer screen on this like a uh, torso piece and his head is a camera. And it is so cheesy looking. Uh, so they modernized it with just the computer screen and the camera on top. Uh, and I, I really appreciated that. Yeah, I felt like a good a good um, ode totally, yeah. to, to them while still making it uh, semi-believable. Yeah. I had, uh, <laughs> yeah, a bit more digestible, whether like you agree with the technology of downloading your consciousness or not. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah, it was it was fun. And then here's another. They use, they use, they use metadata, Joe. Yeah. Mm-hmm. This is another um, this is another. I, I think uh, maybe the weakest, but still pretty strong use of exposition, like camouflaging exposition, because mm. he was stalling for the bunker busting bomb. Uh-huh. Um, but he did explain everything and sort of lay out more cleanly the the plot and the themes of the plot, which is right. uh, people need to give up their freedom willingly. And he references the Patriot Act. Uh, and it it did feel like a genuine victory lap for him. Yeah, like it. It didn't feel like he wouldn't explain himself. Plus, he's lonely. Oh. Who else is he going to talk to? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but yeah, Patriot Act, NSA surveillance, even the iPhone warrant that that's going on now. Yeah. These are, these are. Oh, totally. Things yeah. we're dealing with uh, every day, and I think he said, "Is like people need to give up their freedom willingly," mm-hmm. and that's what we're doing through fear. And fear will do that. Yeah, and that's that. Was, that's the same thing with House of Cards that Joe and I are watching. People mm-hmm. will. The most manipulative, manipulable, butthole. Man, yeah, people are the most manipulative butthole uh, when they're afraid. Yeah, like when, uh, they're, when their buttholes are afraid. Like when I thought Joe's house had ghosts in it, I would have done anything. Ghosts. Yeah. Um, you talked about Stephen Strange. That is a, also another fun. That was a cheering moment in like get, it, get some get some strange, get some <laughs> Stephen Strange. Yeah, get some Stephen Strange. Um, that was a cheering moment in the theater when like as soon, like he said Bruce Banner, Stephen Strange, and everybody that knew who Stephen Strange was, was like yeah. Okay, cheering moment in the theater when you saw it the first time or when you saw the marathon with fanboys. Uh, the first both? time. Yeah, okay. it was old news by that time. When I watched uh, sure. 27 hours of Marvel movies. <laughs> How much have I watched? I've watched close to that with Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Uh, yeah, Probably that's, more. That's a little under 13 hours. 
Wait, no, no, no. Sorry, that's a little under 10 hours right now. And then like with the <laughs> next season, it'll be about under like 22 hours. <laughs> Mike, we're pacing it out. I'm doing the Pimisodes. I'm helping you out. Oh, can we can we share the idea? With oh, Mike yeah, now? yeah, yeah. Let's do it on air. Okay, Mike. <laughs> you know how Jordan does the Pimisodes, right? Yeah, I haven't listened to him yet, but yeah. You know it'd be even better if you did them. <laughs> If you what? alone talked about the Marvel Cinematic Universe as a bridge to get between episodes. Okay, I'll do it. What 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 oh, should wow. the what should the content be like? What should I uh, cover? I'll give you some examples. Um one of the episodes was I was explaining what the different realms of the nine realms what Okay, you're there. gonna have to come up with a topic for me then, because I'm uh, not gonna be able to generate. Totally, yeah. Yeah, sure. But I would have loved to hear your <laughs> just confident, eager uh, state of mind talking about the nine rumps of the Thor universe. Yeah. It would have been great. The other one was, uh, I binge watched daredevil and then I gave a binge then purge report of uh daredevil over the weekend. That was the other one I did. I, uh, I binge watched the purge movies. <laughs> hey, Oh, okay. Hey, I, uh, Hey, Oh, the, so Adam Rossander, uh, friend of the show. Yep. Also the other listener, he, <laughs> That's such an easy joke. I shouldn't keep doing that. Hey, man, uh, it's a staple in the show now. I, uh, he was, he was visiting in Chicago last weekend and, uh, he suggested this, and this has been suggested by multiple people now <laughs> is that you and I need to watch a basketball game together and then do an episode. Let's about do it. it. That would be a great Pimisode because, uh, it will get to the point where I'll be, uh, scraping the bottom of the barrel for Pimisodes. Okay. <laughs> Uh, and um, it's March Madness. We should do it while March Madness is happening. I'm not that passionate about college basketball. Okay, it's cool. almost it's almost NBA playoffs though. Okay. Oh yeah. And oh so okay. That, yeah, great. That would that would be more compelling. And those are fun, especially if you watch a series. Those are really fun because yeah. you can see like the story of a. Hey man, let's ball. bang out the logistics and do it. Yeah, let's do it on air. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, maybe I'll that, edit. That'll be the next. The next episode is figuring out other episodes. <laughs> That feels very Seinfeld, a show about nothing. Uh-huh, yeah, yep. Uh, so let's see. Oh, you t- you brought up uh, Stephen Strange. That was a huge cheering moment. The person that said that uh, is a character named Jasper Sitwell, um, and he was thrown out of a moving vehicle by uh, by Winter Soldier, uh, which was fun. Oh, yeah, he his end came unceremoniously. No like, kidding. He was, like, even in Remind the me, I don't remember. Jasper, sorry, uh, you know the character Sitwell. He's the one that confessed all the algorithm stuff. They dropped him off the building yeah. and Falcon picked him, him up. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, he's in other stuff, too. He's in. He was in an episode of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. That's what Tony said. I don't remember him. Yeah, it was the the person that Gemma Simmons said, I like men who are almost my height, but heavier than oh, me. Oh, yeah, he was at the... <laughs> that's right. Oh, man, that is a harsh burn. <laughs> I can uh, be, it, was, it was funny. That was context. one of the best moments of the first half of that season. Yeah, yeah, it was a funny moment. And it was okay. <laughs> I think I think Chris Rock had a joke like that. He was talking about uh, some comedian. I think it was like Louie or maybe even Seinfeld or something like that. He's like, you can be old or fat. You can't be both. <laughs> That's so funny. Except for Louie Anderson on Baskets. Have you guys been watching Baskets? I, I watched the, the first episode. It's great. Oh, so fun. <laughs> and Louie Anderson as Zach's mom. Yeah. That's his role. Yeah. So good. Everybody that's really listening, good. watch Baskets instead of Marvel. No, 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 no. So Watch Marvel and then reward yourself with Baskets. <laughs> Eat your Marvel vegetables. 
Uh, but yeah, it's Jasper Sitwell. Uh, it was a fun reveal because uh, it, it incorporates in the TV series as well. Sitwell comes back and they like say that he needs to get to the Lemurian Null Star. Uh, and so that's where we see him in, at the beginning of Winter Soldier. So that's fun. It was very fun. Yeah, what a hoot. Whew. You guys want to play a game? Yeah. Let's play comics and comics, books, and movies. Cue theme song. Get the name of a comedian. Can you guess which comic book film they're in? Now it's time to play comics and comics. Now it's time to play comics and comics. All right, in comics and comics, books, and movies, we. Uh, I give the two participants uh, the name of a comedian, and they intri- they try and uh, come up with the comic book related film that they appeared in. Um, let's see, Joe won last time, so Mike, I'm gonna let you choose if you want to go first or last. Uh, I'll go first, I guess. You'll go first, okay? I only won the last time I was. No, I didn't even win the last time I was on. Yeah, with Aiden. Yeah, <laughs> and uh, Aiden didn't even real really win the tiebreaker. <laughs> I got I got the last fact wrong. <laughs> Did we know that at the time? Uh, no, no. I was, I admitted it at the end of the episode. Oh, I don't remember. Yeah. Okay. But uh, yeah. So, but the last episode that it was you and Mike, you won. Um. Okay. So, Mike, you want to go first? Is that what you said? Yeah. Do we take turns going first? Or do I go first on everyone? Uh, Let's just. Yeah, I'll go first. Okay. Cool. Uh. So, com- uh, the comedian is Judy Greer. Mike. She played um, Kitty. In Arrested Development. Oh, okay. Um, Jurassic World isn't a superhero movie, right? No, no, it isn't. But she was the mom in Jurassic World to the kid that was in Iron Man 3. <laughs> yeah, she's... I love Judy Greer. Yeah, she's... You guys watch good. Married? It's really good. Mm-mm. No, I, I try and stay away from shows that um, aren't for me. <laughs> oh, man, that was sad. Joe... <laughs> Married. Joe is a fan of neat stuff, and he avoids shows that aren't for him. Yeah, so married, uh, parenthood, and blackish. <laughs> what? If, what how, <laughs> so you like, but like you, you like watch every episode of uh, Man Seeking Woman. Uh, well, yeah, I I watch some, but it, I I watch them mostly because Calvin mostly <laughs> like. It wasn't a literal forcing, but it's whatever is be- right below literally forcing. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's great. Man Seeking another, Woman? Another show people should watch instead of Marvel. Well, no. Watch Marvel and then reward yourself with... Uh... There's so much better content out there, guys. <laughs> I appreciate Don't, the hyper. I would, never, I would never say this in front of Jordan, but... Mike, I'm right guys, here. Watch something else, please. There's, Mike. We're in the golden age of television. Okay, We've been in it for 10 years, maybe. I'm maybe turning off your mic. I'm turning off we your are, mic. We are in the golden age of television. There's Agent Carter. And, 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 There's and, Agents and, of S.H.I.E.L.D. Agents of oh, S.H.I.E.L.D. Dear Marvel's Most Wanted is coming out. Daredevil and Jessica Jones on Netflix. Oh, what a what a time to be alive. Oh. What's the opposite? Like, what's the, like, the silver lining but the opposite? So, like, when you're in the golden age and, like, the shitty... We're going to run out of oil eventually. Hmm. <laughs> Okay. And then shit's gonna happen. Yeah, and we won't care about television. Um, okay, and Judy also, Greer. and all, yeah, Judy Greer. Oh yeah, we're still in the second. <laughs> uh, Judy Greer is your uh, comic, Mike. Uh, is it MCU? Uh, it is. Oh, have we wa- have we covered it? Uh, I will not tell you that. Judy Greer. 
That means we probably have. Oh, I'm, f- I'm glad we're finally seeing <laughs> the end. <laughs> At least we can glimpse the end of Easy Clues. <laughs> hey, Joe, fuck you, man. <laughs> just go fuck yourself. <laughs> You're you're one of my you're one, I consider you a good friend. I really like go fuck yourself. You're like Jordan is like the rich dad who's only giving his spoiled son nine hundred dollars a week in allowance instead of and the one thousand dollars. I've week seen in how allowance. it's ruined him. Yeah, yeah. We're cutting you down to nine hundred. Uh-huh. Oh, by the way, since I'm remembering it, uh, I couldn't think of who your Bernie Sanders impression remind me of, but it was uh, Admiral Akbar. <laughs> Uh, yeah. I don't remember who Admiral Akbar is. Uh, he's the calamari from Star Wars that says, It's a trap! It's a trap! Yeah. Oh, okay. The 1% they're really is a trap to the middle class. That's That was my Admiral Akbar. Your Admiral Akbar sounds like a good Sanders, yeah. actually. Feel the Akburn. <laughs> nice. So, Judy Greer. Judy Greer. <laughs> uh, ah, fuck. I'm going to sip a drink from one of our sponsors. Audible? (laughs) (laughs) Liquid Audible. (laughs) Squarespace. (laughs) Monkey Chimp. What is it? Male Chimp. (laughs) Monkey Chimp. It's redundant. (laughs) Okay, Mike. Judy Greer. Uh, Guardians of the Galaxy. I don't think it's right, though. Okay, Joe? Um... I'm going to say Ant-Man. Okay. Uh, one point to Joe. She, she was she was Paul Rudd's ex-wife. Ah, that's right. Yep. Oh, man, I hate this game. <laughs> okay. I hate, I hate the, like, the, like, the few things I like about these movies I can't even remember. <laughs> <laughs> like, it makes me feel like I have dementia. I know how my grandpa feels. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Um... Uh, okay, so Joe has a point. Yeah, and I'll go first this time. We'll Kay. rotate. Yeah, that's fair. And uh, let's see. Okay, uh, so the next comedian or an actor who has been in comedic roles, Joe, is Michael Clark Duncan. Michael, he was the guy in the Green Mile, yeah? Yes, but he has also been in the whole nine yards. Uh, he was in um, Snow Dogs with Cuba Gooding Jr. <laughs> 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 so he's been in a few uh, family good-hearted films. Okay. R.I.P. Yeah, R.I.P. Yeah. He died. Yeah, he died a while ago. He was one of my favorite. How actors. long ago specifically? Specifically, mm, I don't remember specifically. Okay, so he probably wasn't in the last two or three Marvel movies. Oh, I see what you're doing. Yeah, he was. It was like four or five years ago, wasn't it? Oh no, he was the main prisoner in <clears throat> Green Mile. Yes. Yes, and I honestly don't remember when he passed away. Uh. But yeah, it's been a couple moons. Okay, so... Ooh, you even have... I'll give you this. I'll give you this, Mike. You have two possible movies. <gasps> He's been in a couple comic book-related films. Ooh. Oh, I know one, then, because you said it that way. Okay. Crap. I think, if that's what you're alluding to. Okay. I'm gonna... I'm gonna say... I'm gonna say... Uh, Spawn. Okay. Uh, what I think you're referring to is Sin City. Okay. Which is a graphic novel mm-hmm. based. Would that would that count as that in would this count, realm? Mike? You got it. <gasps> okay. The other one was he played the kingpin in Daredevil, the Ben Affleck version. 
Oh. Yeah, big, big hey. in, intimidating uh, figure. I don't, definitely don't remember him in that. Yeah. Uh, Good job, Mike. Good job, Mike. Thank, you got a thank point. You. Yeah, you got the I one really, that... I really like Sin City. Sin City's a lot of fun. I didn't see the later one. Like I did, and maybe I just wasn't in the mood for it, so totally. I'll reserve judgment. Totally. I That's how I, I felt remember. about Deadpool. I wasn't really in the mood for Deadpool. And so, like, I know it was good. Like, it was full of jokes. Really good. Yeah. Okay, uh, so... I thought Deadpool was just okay. Yeah. Yeah, I thought it was okay. I need to see it. Okay. Yeah. Next one. Okay. It's tied. Ooh, this is exciting. I I I, I think I speak for the listeners I when I say. See an, I can't wait for you to watch an actual sport. <laughs> this is exciting competition. <laughs> this and goldfish racing. Oh well. <laughs> okay. The let's see. So who's next? It's Mike uh, Mike's next. next. So Mike, your comedian is Will Arnett. Uh, Marvel or no? No. It's almost harder when it's not Marvel because it's it is any Marvel. other comic book. Well, and like, I don't know the other one. Totally. Ones. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And like, there are even like some questionable ones like, oh, uh, sh- shit is uh, Spawn Marvel. Yeah. Uh, Will Arnett from Arrested uh, Development. Uh, he's what he's else? Batman in the Lego movie. Yeah, voice of Batman. Uh, he's... oh, Lego movie. He plays Batman. <laughs> <laughs> that uh, I will not accept that answer. That is not a okay comic book film. Uh, I'll take I'll take a stab. Ow. <laughs> okay, I'll keep it in the right column with Winter Soldier jokes. Pretending to be <laughs> stabbed. <laughs> On an audio podcast. <laughs> uh, I uh, let's do. Um, do Ninja Turtles count? Um, I cannot say because Joe needs okay. to guess. Sure, because it would have to be relatively recent. Because he wasn't big until Arrested Development. Uh-huh. I'll just say Ninja Turtles, the Michael Bay one. Okay, Joe. I didn't see it. I'm also going to say that I was going to say that because I was trying to think of a movie where he was like trying to flirt with the main character and uh-huh. April O'Neil wasn't really having it. <laughs> yeah. And I know Ninja Turtles started as comics and they were fierce. Oh, they were fierce they were as fierce. comics, man. And they, they were not making jokes and uh, they were making holes in your face. You're both right. It's a tie. Whoa. Tied last time too. tie the last time too. Uh, we're going to, do we do... have a tiebreaker or no? Uh, I, the only thing that I would have is the Stan, uh, family of Stanley tiebreaker. Didn't, what, 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 I don't get that. It's, like, it's who, what you and Aiden did last time. And I, it was the cameo, which, which, uh, part did Stanley play in mm-hmm. a movie? Oh, okay. Let's do it. Okay. Uh, let's see. So Mike went first last time, Joe, you're going to go first. Yep. Uh, Joe, <laughs> the, uh, the family of Stanley is, um, oh shoot. I need to think of, uh. Uh, just a second. Okay, the uh, original Fantastic Four movie. Who did Stanley play in the original Fantastic Four movie, starring Jessica Alba, uh, Michael Chiklis, Chris Evans? Um, don't remember who played Mister Fantastic. Will Arnett. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, it wasn't Will Arnett. Who did Stanley play? I don't. I don't know at all. So I'm going to take a guess. Okay. That he was um, a NASA engineer. 
NASA. Someone and, from NASA. Good guess. Uh, I'm going to guess that he was a NASA janitor. <laughs> okay, that is different. <laughs> I did say NASA engineer. He said NASA janitor. Um, you are both wrong. He was a uh, cop. NASA cop? Not a NASA cop, not a space cop. Oh. He was walking out. Of, oh, I'm sorry. That's the Incredible Hulk. Sorry. The, what he was in the original Fantastic Four was he was the mailman for the Baxter building. Okay. Some say that cops are like the janitors <laughs> of crime. Uh, well, he wasn't a cop. So uh, the jan. Oh, yeah, that makes sense. They clean up crime. Okay. Uh, <laughs> I had to think of your riff. Thanks, thanks for giving it more attention. <laughs> This is taking so long. <laughs> okay, uh, let me think of the other one. Um, oh, uh, Mike, you got to go first. Okay. Deadpool. Uh, he was uh, one of the guys at the bar. Another one of like the hitmen okay. guys. Cool. Okay. That's my guess. Um, I believe he was a patron at the strip club. Um, no, 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 no. He was the DJ at the strip club. Joe wins. Oh, go fuck yourself. <laughs> this has to been be go fair. fuck yourself in comics and comics books, movies. To be fair, I wasn't sure what he looked like until I saw him in the movie today. Uh-huh. <laughs> that is fair. We all have different limitations. I'm short. <laughs> Five, four. Oh, we're going to close the show. I mean, close the segment. That is how you play comics and comics. Hey, uh, Joe pointed out that uh, Chris Evans or uh, Steve Rogers before he was super uh, was five, four. <laughs> and that is our height. <laughs> yeah. So he's five, four, which is our height. I think I may be five, six, but like, okay. like it's like <laughs> honor among thieves. Like, no, I'm still short. Guy. <laughs> yeah. Right. But he was 94 pounds. That means Jordan and I both have. Roughly 50 pounds on the man. And that makes me feel better. And I have roughly like 145 pounds. (laughs) A little less, a little less. Guys, don't do that math. Uh, I've lost a little weight since moving to the city. Yeah. Yeah. Sad weight. Yeah. Sad weight. Because I gained sad weight. No, no, no. I gained sad weight. I think, no, like, I've been, like, just deliberately trying to be healthier. Oh, good oh, for good. you. <laughs> I was sad. <laughs> and I, I walk a lot. Sad. Like, just, like, city lifestyle, you end up walking a lot. Oh, hell yeah, bro. Yeah. Hell yeah. Okay, so we're pretty far into this, and we haven't even mentioned Bucky yet. Yeah. How, how cool was Bucky? I don't think the actor is very good who plays Bucky, You don't think way. Sebastian Stan's good? Nah. Yeah? Hmm. He didn't he need to like, do a whole lot of acting. Yeah. Uh, it seems like he seems empty to me. Did you like him in the first Avenger? Uh, take him or leave him. The character's okay. He's, yeah. he's, 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 he's whatever. I was watching the flashback with Jordan today and I feel like they cast him knowing that they were going to make him evil. Cause he looked, he doesn't look wholesome and good the way Steve Rogers does. And maybe just blonde hair versus yeah. black hair, but he had darker features and, and he just, I don't know, he looks properly evil or properly treacherous in this movie. He's got, um, you know, the the dark hair in his face and 
you know, a little bit of the five o'clock shadow. He looks a little menacing in this. That way. hair is not very practical for what he's doing. No. Uh, but like the last should, time he had a haircut. It should be in a bun when he's fighting. Yeah, <laughs> a man bun. Yeah, that is Honestly, not. Honestly, it should be. It's yeah. not. It's against most army regulations. You can't have hair that long. <laughs> you also yeah. can't have metal arms. Uh, well, then, no, that's untrue. You can have metal arms. <laughs> yeah, I, li- I like uh, Bucky Barnes. I like his character, and I think it'll shine even more. Because I can also see that it seems a little uh, empty. Uh but I think we'll be able to see more of him and like see yeah. some more acting chops in Civil War. Um, sketch idea is Bucky Barnes trying to get through airport security. <laughs> they did that in X-Men. Did they? Yeah, Wolverine. Yeah, Wolverine has metal bones. And he couldn't. Uh, I'm like, I'm a hack. <laughs> no, every it's, it's all been done. Jokes have been thought of. You it's just didn't... all been done. Yeah. You're only a Jumble hack if you take the joke. <laughs> You're only a hack if you know the joke's been made and you make it again. If you yeah. accidentally think of a, a joke someone said before, that doesn't make you a hack. Parallel thinking, baby. Yeah, but it also, like, if it sure feels less original, right? Like, make you feel less of a... It's like, I, I'm a snowflake, but it looks a lot like all the other snowflakes. <laughs> yeah. I, okay, it can be a little deflating. Like, if I came to you yeah. all excited with an idea of, like, okay, I got this great idea about this dad with these daughters, mm-hmm. and he's, like, a daytime... Uh, talk show host in San that's, Francisco. That's, that's that's Full House, man. Oh shit! It's Full House. Yeah, that'd be bad. Like it would be a little deflating if I yeah. just kept pitching it. And, and I and I know like comedy pretty well, so I've played that role for people. The the deflator. Yeah. <laughs> like a little too often, and I feel like it's the opposite like, of a fluffer. Only to let him know <laughs> the opposite of a fluffer is really funny. <laughs> oh, get that dick small, y'all. <laughs> like I. <laughs> I could be hired on porn sets for that. Yeah. <laughs> oh, he's too hard. <laughs> he's going to injure that guy. Softening him girl. up. Mike, go talk to him about his mortgage or some shit. <laughs> but really, those poor girls. Um... <laughs> oh, dear God. Um, I Here's what I wanted to talk about. Uh, I wanted to talk about how phase two. So we're getting to the end of phase two. Um, we have two. No. Oh, excuse me. We have three films left. So we're halfway done. But what I noticed the trend with uh, phase two is they're attempting to branch out a little bit with their genres. Of course, they're keeping the typical uh, superhero um, themes in these movies, but they're also exploring different genres. Uh, the Dark World was fantasy. Winter Soldier was a political thriller. Uh, next is Guardians of the Galaxy. It's a space opera. Ant-Man was a heist film. Um, Iron Man 3 was a little closer, but it, I think it was more of a conspiracy thriller. Uh, so what I'm appreciating with these movies is that they're looking at what makes the characters so strong and so unique and playing to their uh, strengths in like the movie genre. Yeah, I, I, I liked it a lot. I like it, and it allows the characters to be more... Uh, uh, like human, I think uh-huh. it allows them to be more three dimensional, totally. allows them to exist and more empathy and all. And I that. think it even lends to like what types of like uh, crime fighting, even that like these heroes gravitate toward. It's not always yeah. like the Lex Luthers and uh, I'm trying to think of other megalomaniac style. So like Red Skull, it's not all these certain uh, take over the world guys. It's different types of uh, different types of uh, baddies. Yeah, all um, there's all types of superheroes and there's all levels of uh, all levels of problems. Some are Avengers level problems. Right. Some are, you know, Ant-Man level. Yeah. 
problems. Yeah, where it's a bit more personal. I mean, they do kind of shoehorn that it will affect the world when the technology gets out in Ant-Man. But Hopefully for the most part... Like the implication of stakes down the road. At least. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And maybe overkill with it. But uh, Ant-Man was more of a grudge. It was... Yeah. Uh, Hank Pym and uh and like this one it's a it's a battle with Captain America's morals. So like yeah. it, like I and in Civil War before I found out fucking Spider-Man's going to be in it. And you hate Spider-Man. Why do you hate Spider-Man? And also feels so contrived to throw him in. We weren't yeah. cuz he's quippy. We talked about this. We're not on air. <laughs> well, we we established at the beginning of why I don't like one of the, one of the Michael Oh yeah, the cuz he's That's he's quippy. Yeah, I I forgot about that. You did tell uh, my me. my computer's about to die here in a little bit too. Okay, let's uh let's but, wrap up. Okay. Um let's uh do our spank ranks. Okay, can you give me mine? Absolutely. Let me scroll down to it. Yeah. Oh, uh, on Rotten Tomatoes, this got 89%, which is the fourth highest film. That feels fair. Yeah. I thought it would be maybe second or third, but no, that's that you know, fair. I'm looking at I the like top this. three, and I feel like they got higher above them, but for different reasons. This feels like they should get the top four. Yeah, so Captain like America. believability. Yeah, Winter, sure. Winter Soldier is underneath Guardians of the Galaxy, the Avengers, and Iron Man is at the top. Um, so, yeah. This is probably just under Iron Man for me. Really? Okay, cool. So that's so I, so I have Captain America, Iron Man, Captain America, right? Yeah. Yep. That's where you are. You're Captain that's America, what... Iron Man, Captain America, Avengers, Hulk, uh, Thor: Dark World, Iron Man three, Iron Man two, and Thor for tied for last. Okay. Yeah. That yeah. That feels right. Yeah. It's very. It might be better than Iron. No, I think Iron Man's still a little bit better. Okay. Yeah. As a movie, they're That's... spiritually really close, though, about um, believable stakes. Oh, totally. Yeah. Changing your morals. Present yeah. plot, very present. There, there's, a, there's a reason my top three are my top three. Mm-hmm. And it's those reasons. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay. Uh, uh, closely by Thor. Mm-hmm. I'm trying yeah. to think. <laughs> Yuck. <laughs> um, I, I think Thor. right now, this is my second favorite movie. Uh, so it's Avengers at my top. Captain America, Winter Soldier, First Avenger, Iron Man 3, Iron Man, Dark World, Thor, Incredible Hulk, Iron Man 2. That's my spank rank. I remember okay. you talking about this movie before it came out and you had really high hopes for it. You, yeah. I don't know if you saw something in the trailer, but you you had a really um, I, strong indication that this would be a good I movie. liked uh, just yeah how grounded it is. Um, and it's a, it's a really fun uh, thriller, mm-hmm. a really fun political thriller. Uh, Joe, where does this land for it's, you? It's... Really close to your guys. It's top three or four. I um yeah. Uh, Iron Man's really good. Avengers really good, and um, the two Captain American movies are are really good. And then and then it goes sort of um, downhill for there. But those pretty all... sharply downhill, wouldn't you say after that after those? Yeah, seems, seems like there's a pretty clear distinction between the good and the bad movies we've done so far. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe. I love them all. Probably, like children. Less for you. I think yeah. I'm the middle ground between um yeah between you two like. Jordan's Asgard and your Earth, and I'm the Rainbow Bridge. <laughs> You're the Bifrost. <laughs> you lost me, <laughs> <laughs> but I didn't lose Jordan, I'm and that's a... why I'm the Bridge. <laughs> yeah, the, the Bridge seems to favor Jordan because <laughs> <laughs> it's ra- made of rainbows. Uh, <laughs> oh, like on Mario Kart. Yeah, yeah, yeah like, like Mario, Mario Kart. Kart. Uh, well, I think this is a great uh, time to end when Mike's computer's about to give out. Yeah, we've done enough. We sure have. Thanks for listening, everybody. And uh, we'll see you next time. Uh, we might have a Pimisode next week. 
depending on when we can catch up on Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Thanks, Joe, for coming on the show. Oh, you're welcome. My pleasure. Uh, And yeah, goodbye, guys. We'll MC you later. We are Groot. Thanks for tuning in, gang. I hope you had as good of a time as we did listening to each other. Just good buds having a good time. Uh, if you want to contact us, you can email us at mouthfulofmarvels at gmail.com. If you want to follow us on Twitter and keep in touch that way, you can follow us at Mouthful of Marvel. That's Mouthful of Marvel. Mouthful O Marvel. As if it were an Irish person. Mouthful of Marvel. Um, also, we want to give a special thanks to at Curtis Ned Hansen for the overall production of the show. Thank you to at Aiden Steenblick for the theme music. And thank you to at Chelsea underscore MB for the artwork. If you want to find out more about Chelsea's artwork, you can go to behance.net slash Chelsea Mackie. That's Chelsea C-H-E-L-S-E. E-A-Mackie, M-A-K-I. I have to say that because there's lots of ways to spell both. Uh, let me think. Um, if you want to follow Mike on Twitter and myself on Twitter, you can follow Mike at Mikey Grover and myself at Jordan Todd Brown. And I want to thank Kylie Thurman for being the driver for tonight. You can follow her at, at AngryFeminist69. All right, God bless. God bless, this dress, it's one fine dress, and I will tell you why I put it on.